favorite co-hosts are back with episode two, season two of Let's Talk About Smut. As usual, I am here with my co-host, Hallie. How are you, my dear? Hi, friends. I'm doing good. You know, just, you know, clusterfucking my morning around, but other than that. I feel you on that. Um, What else is new? You heard my debacle today, so here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like every time Taylor and I have podcasts on our podcast day, like the morning leading up is just like a chaotic mess. And then we're just like, fuck, okay, let's podcast. And then we're like sitting here with all of our stuff together and we're like, wait, let's just have a planning call and a debriefing and event session the first 30 minutes of our plan time. So now here we are. <laughs> so now we are totally focused and ready. <laughs> yes. If you're wondering, we are here. We know how to podcast for real this, today. This time. <laughs> So, Hallie, without further ado, if you'd like to introduce our podcast to any new listeners that we may have, it's your time. Yes. If you are a first-time listener, here is how we do things on Let's Talk About Smut. Each episode, Taylor and I will dive into a new deliciously smutty book. The beginning of the episode will be spoiler-free. We will give our listeners our overall thoughts on the book, including our five-star rating and spice rating, as well as list any trigger warnings for the book. We will then give you one last spoiler-free warning before we get into the book breakdown where we will discuss beginning to end what the book is about, our reactions, and of course, all the spice. If you listen past the spoiler-free beginning, we are assuming you have read the book or you don't mind spoilers and want to listen along as we talk about sex and these amazing stories. So, for this episode, we read Neon Gods by Katie Robert. And this was like a super popular book on Book Talk and Bookstagram. Um, we've had a lot of people reach out and ask us for an episode on this. So here we are providing that. It is a Hades and Persephone retelling, which Hallie and I were both very excited about. Um, we've really, I mean, on both ends, I think for you know both of us, we have looked into Greek mytho- mythology, not just like in a smut setting, but like I took a college course on it. I feel like Hallie, did you take a college course? No, but... I, I've always been interested in Greek mythology, and then whenever I actually first started reading, I think it was A Touch of Darkness by Scarlet St. Clair, yes. and so then that, like, got me into, like, oh, I want to know all the backstory here, so then I ended up, like, getting really deep into Greek mythology, and now I just love it, so, yeah. It is awesome, and, like, we've read quite a few rete- retellings, Hallie just mentioned one, um, and there's a couple others, but really this is, like, one of my favorite Greek mythology myths is Hades Same. and Perse- Persephone's love. So it's it's, it's, so it's always juicy, and it's, it's always so classic. Yes, and then like I liked this whole like modern day take on this. So like for this specific retelling, it is a modern day take. Um, the gods are all humans who hold positions of power within the government of Olympus. So we'll get into it more, but it's like you know we're used to gods and goddesses. This is more of like a a lot of these. I guess we could still call them god and goddesses, like how yeah, we see them have been gods voted. And goddesses. Yeah, I agree. I They've agree. been like voted into power. But they are human. They it's not fantasy, yeah. which I was kind of shocked by. I was waiting for like some magic. I to was in, too. But there wasn't. Yeah. Because I was ready for like Zeus like thunderbolt from the yeah, sky. Same. And like same. Same. And same. also, we always do this, but whatever. <laughs> I was about to get really ahead of myself, but it's fine. So you can probably guess like how this plays out if you've read a 
Hades and Persephone retelling. But overall, Persephone's mom, Demeter, arranges for Persephone to marry Zeus, who is like the worst fucking man available on the market. Yeah, he's a complete psychopath. He is the absolute worst. And so Persephone ends up fleeing to the lower city and she meets a man, the myth, the legend himself, Hades. The beautiful man that he is. God, he is hot in this. So this, of course, like causes drama in Olympus. And Zeus is like a complete psychopath who believes in like, if I can't have her, then no one can. So Hades and Persephone make a bargain to work together against Zeus. And things get steamy, bitches. So steamy. So, so steamy. It is like, I think because it was this whole take of, just being people, it made it so much more relatable. And I've realized in a lot of smut books that we've been reading lately, the more relatable it is, the better I feel about a book. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of nice to get like a real take on sex and like how humans have sex instead of, you know, like demons or <laughs> like a demon dick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like a Wolverine dick. That was or... a time. That was a fun time. <laughs> Yeah. It really was. If you guys have been following us on our Instagram lately, we've really been jumping into what nodding is and <laughs> things like that. Yeah, I kind of want to do like a whole episode on like taboo things that we've learned and like our reactions to them because nodding was a fun one to chat with all the listeners about. I would really love – if you guys want that, please tell us. Like, give us a DM. Tell Even us if yes, you don't, please. I feel like it's still going to happen. I'm yeah. Like, actually, <laughs> um, we do the podcast, so we'll actually, just decide that. you. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just so kidding. kidding. We don't. Don't. We know. We would love you. No, don't. No, no, no. Love us. All right. So before we get too ahead of ourselves, Hallie, do you mind taking us through our ratings and trigger warnings? Yes. So like I said in the beginning – before the spoiler warning, we will go through our different ratings and I'll discuss any trigger warnings. And then from there, you will get a spoiler warning as we get into the book breakdown. So to start us off, let's start with five-star rating. I personally gave this book three stars. 2.75 to three. I gave it a three as well. I... Up until last night, I was at a 3.5, mm-hmm. and then I dropped I to a 3, unfortunately. It was always in this, like, 3 realm for me, like, even, like, overall. But like you said, when I got towards the end, it definitely did kind of drop off for me. Yeah. Um, but I really did enjoy the book in the sense that I love, you know, we love everything Hades and Persephone. We love the modern-day take, or I did, the modern-day take on Olympus and how Katie Robert put the gods in these government positions. I love the world building. Um, I thought it was, it kept my attention. Like I never once was like, okay, I'm done with this book. I wanted to finish it. I wanted to keep reading. I was entertained. It was hot. Um, but if you want to know the things we felt were missing in this book to make it a five-star read, we will be discussing those throughout the breakdown. And at the end of the episode, when we give kind of our final thoughts to wrap up. Um, it was a good book. I will recommend it, especially if you like Greek mythology retellings. Um, but yeah, I said we have three stars. That's yeah, good. and I think like not every book can be a five star. No, it can't. And we gave our reasonings for that, you know, a few episodes ago. So I don't feel bad about my three. I don't. I don't either. It really was a good book. It was yeah. Like, oh, I'm glad I read it. I think I will continue the series. It's, it's, I think it's a trilogy, I think. Yes. Um, I, t- it I think told I will me last come night back was, yeah. to it after a few 
we get through some more books in the episode, I, I think I will, honestly. Like most first books in a series that we find, the first book can be a little not bad. It's just like not as good as the other books in the series, you know? It's kind of right. like a warm-up. Well, and it's like you've got to spend half the book like giving us world building and mm-hmm. trying to fit in the smut. So it's just like I get it. And we'll, you know, we'll talk about it and things we'll like talk that. About it. But um, yeah, that's where I was. Hallie, what, what did you what was your spice rating? That's what yeah, that's what I was I'm about to ask about you. This one. Um, I gave it a four and a half out of five. And I think it's not due to the actual act of sex, but this is a new thing that um I is it it's voyeurism, right? Yeah, it's like public play. Yeah, voyeurism. public play. And this is the first book I read this in to this degree. Um, yeah. So it was just like a different spicy feeling to me. So it wasn't like – and they had so much sex. So I think it was like ton of smut went into my thing. And then also like the voyeurism part of it was something new to me. Mm-hmm. So I think it was kind of like – it wasn't shocking. Like it just was like, oh, that's like – that's a, Here we that's go. a thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly enough, I was like, so this book really made me like think <laughs> like not the story, <laughs> but like my own like take on it and like my perception of things. Like it made me learn a lot about like what I think and how I view things. And the spice rating, I actually only gave it three, which – I know in, like, previous episodes, I think we've, like, explained our spice level ratings. And mine was also, like, to do with how much sex is in the book, which there is. There is a lot of smut in this book. A lot. But I think I just wanted more variety, I guess. Like, they kind of only stuck to, like, one kink, which is fine. It was hot. It was so hot. But then I – not that I got bored with it. It was just kind of, like, I wanted, I don't know, a little more, like, variety with it. Yeah, like I was looking forward more to the voyeurism scenes just because to me those were the more exciting scenes. Yeah, and strangely enough, I think compared to other books we have read, I think for me, my own personal opinion, no one has to agree with this whatsoever. There wasn't as much like sexual tension as I like. I like. Right. You know, like there wasn't mm-hmm. that like build up and that kind of – there were scenes there, but not as much as like I like or that I'm used to. And so I think it kind of fell f- – not fell flat, but like I think that's why I stuck more of the three was like it was so hot. I, I, trust me, I love the sex scenes. We're going into them and I will fangirl about them. But yeah, I think from like a spice level, I was just – I really wanted some more like sexual tension and like build up, I guess, throughout the book. Yeah, and like like that's where – the sexual tension and stuff like that, like, or the, just them needing each other at an intense level was more in those public play scenes. So I, I mean, I liked those the most. um, Yes. Because their one-on-one scenes were, and we'll talk about them, but they were very, like, I don't know. They were child's play. I need to actually – I don't know what I'm thinking. 4.5 doesn't feel right. I mean, it's probably – No, that's your honest take. That was I, my honest I agree. Thinking, I think but- – if this book hadn't made me, like, sit back and, like, question a lot of things about myself, I think I would have done, like, four, four and a half. But then I sat there, I sat there and I thought and I thought and I thought. And I was like, what is it that's not, like, fully sending me? And I – yeah. I don't know. So, cool. Um, trigger warnings. These are the ones I personally chose 
but my experiences are not yours. My triggers are not yours. So please do your own research here. But just to give um, some warnings, there is violence. There is abuse. There is public play. There is murder slash death involved. Um, and I actually looked up – I'm in a bunch of, like, Facebook groups, like, smart Facebook groups. <laughs> and one person posted about, like, where to locate trigger warnings. So I'm going to share it with you. There is a – there are two websites, triggerwarningdatabase.com, and it lists all the trigger warnings for books. And there's also one called doesthedogdie.com. This oh. website started because someone literally was Googling, like, does the dog die in this book because they didn't want the dog to die. And then it basically turned into this, like, huge website where they can, like, tell you, like, yes or no, these things happen for your triggers. Um, I like that. I know. I know. Say? So those are two websites that you can use. Also, <laughs> The web Goodreads, address is a little odd, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Goodreads um, and Amazon reviews. Usually, if you can kind of sift through those, a lot of the people in there will mention any trigger warnings. Um, and last but not least, just ask. You can go to Reddit, you can go to Facebook groups, and just ask the world what they are, and they will probably tell you because the book community is awesome like that. So, yeah, there's some resources for you. Um, and I think without further ado, this is your official spoiler warning because it's time to get into the book breakdown. Let's get into Neon Gods. Let's give a little setting slash world building background for the plot for those of you that maybe have not read it yet. Persephone, our female main character, grew up as one of four daughters to Demeter, who is one of the 13 in Olympus. And Olympus is composed of two cities separated by the river Styx, the upper city and the lower city. Zeus and the other 11 members of government, aka the gods, I'm going to call them gods, but again, they are human are in the upper city, and Hades is, like, the king of the lower city. Basically, each god is a different branch of government that all work together for the city of Olympus. For example, Poseidon handles the docks and stockyards. Hermes is... I'm gonna also going to butcher all these names. Like, don't come for me. I'll help you because I thank took you, class on Thank this. you. Thank you. I say Hermes. Hermes is right. Okay. Hermes is, like, the spy master. Demeter controls the agriculture. Is it Dionysus? Um... Di yeah, Dionysus. It's Dionysus. Dionysus, there we go, is in the warehouse district and handles distribution. Ares controls the military side of things, the small army. You get the picture. If you know Greek mythology, you can see how this all plays out. And although there isn't this, like, all-powerful king of the 13, there are three legacy positions that hold a little more weight, and that is Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades. Again, if you know anything about Greek mythology, you know why this is. And all of them calling the gods, again, they are human beings. And each one of the 13 have gotten their roles through their bloodline, which goes all the way back to the beginning of time when these, like, true gods were alive in Greece. So when one of the 13 die, their son or daughter take their place, and they forsake their name and become, like, the new Zeus, the new Demeter, blah, blah, blah. And this is important because it's believed that Hades' Hades's line has died out, and there is no more Hades. He's gone. But there is a reputation that Hades is the boogeyman of Olympus. And the bad the boy. Yeah, the bad boy. And that the lower city is a place of, like, chaos and ruin compared to the upper city, which is portrayed as, like, this rich and glamorous, beautiful place. I saw it as, like, New York or L.A. Right. And so now that we have this foundation laid, let's get into it. Chapter one, we meet Persephone at the unexpe unexpected engagement party. <laughs> 
<laughs> Could you imagine? No. So let's talk about Persephone when we first meet her. She is one of four daughters of Demeter, and she's developed this outlook on her life to, like, adapt or drown. Because when her mother stepped into, like, this role as Demeter, this, like, political head figure, apparently it was, I'm going to say apparently, I'm sure it was, but apparently it was so traumatic. Here's a little thing. I wish we would have seen more background to this. We don't get this in the book. It's just kind of, like, told but never shown. And so, again, maybe I'm I'm ignorant and I just can't fathom being, like, the daughter of a political figure, um, clearly. Same. But I really <laughs> wanted to, like, see what – I just wanted to see it. I wanted to see for myself, like, what was the trauma there. Well, and it is. It's, it's, like, it's, like, apparently it was really tough and <laughs> yeah. apparently living in a penthouse <laughs> is really hard and yeah. apparently – Going to all these really nice parties and having all the food in the world sucks. sucks. <laughs> and apparently, like, it's just like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. So, again, she's developed this outlook on her life and her sisters that's adapt or drown. And all four, she has, there's four of them. She has three sisters. All of them kind of adapt in different ways. Persephone forces herself to act the part of, like, the bright and, like, sparkly daughter who's always obedient. I say Psyche. Is that her name? Yes. I say Psyche. Psyche plays it, like, cool and quiet. She kind of flies under the radar. Callisto is my girl. She is a fighter. I'm going to break you up. Before she bends, she will fuck you up. I love it. She don't give a fuck. I love her. I want a book on her. Yeah, I would prefer a book on Callisto than, no offense, (laughs) Persephone in this story. Like, tell me what Callisto's doing under... (laughs) Like, I wanted more of her. Is she gambling? Is she, like, in this, <laughs> yeah. like, underground society of Olympus? Because, yes, she is. <laughs> like, that's She's like a motherfucking gangster, okay? She like, is. She is out here. Like, she has golden knuckles for sure. Brass knuckles. Like, yes. for sure. She, yeah. She is, like, she always fights their mother. She doesn't give a fuck about the 13. Like, she ain't scared. She will whip some ass. Love her. Then we have the youngest... I don't even know how to pronounce her name. Eurydice. Eurydice. That is so not what I was saying in my head. So I'm actually a really big junkie on uh, Hades and Persephone stories. So I was telling Hallie this. If anyone's ever seen the Broadway play Hades Town, the musical, it is literally just like this. And I'll explain the common, like, the, I guess I was going to say commonalities. That's a, yes. Is that a word? That's a word. Good <laughs> job. Like, Big word. Woo! Commonalities of them both. Because that is all I could focus on. This is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Say her name again one more time. Eurydice. Eurydice is the youngest. And she's like any kind of young sister. She's like sheltered the baby of the family. She doesn't see, you know, all of the bad things in the world. She's just lives her life and is happy and excited and, like, loves life. So that's kind of how the sisters are. Persephone hates the 13. She calls this world they live in, like, poisonous, and she hates the political games that they have to play. She sees the upper city as this place where she has no friends or allies. And then we learn that she has a secret plan to leave Olympus in three months. So she's 24. When she turns 25... She gains access to a trust fund that her grandmother left for her. She gets that money, honey. She out. Yes. This also goes back to why I wanted to see more. That's literally like what we get for why she hates it. And why her right, life is that's so it. Horrible. 
So I have no friends. Like, it's left to my imagination to be like, well, okay, you don't feel safe and you play political game. I'm just like, okay, I just want more. I want to see it. I want, I want to see it. Don't more. get me started on, like, we're not even there, but Haiti's backstory. <laughs> like, oh, I know. I know. I know. Don't we're fucking. We're getting there. Don't fucking. So <laughs> we meet Persephone and her younger sister, Psyche, at a party in, I say, Dodona Tower. Yes, Dodona. That's what I said. And this is where Zeus lives. And they hate these political parties. Their mother drags them to. Persephone always gravitates toward this, like, statue room that he has. And it's basically all the 13 gods, like, statue form. And there's always Hades, who's, like, covered in this dark shroud, shunned from the others, right? And we learn that Hades was once the ruler of the lower city, but his lines died out leaving the lower city under Zeus's reign, even though Zeus never really goes there, like, ever. No. And this is the kind of first little nugget we get where, yes, it's a human world, but there's still some sort of magic here because it's difficult to cross the river to the lower city. But they don't really know why, but it's difficult. So then I was like, okay, is it, like, a magical barrier? Is it, like, I didn't understand this at the time? Is it I, magic? Is it not? At right. the time. But yes. I was like, and I think this is where I had trouble because these are normal people. And I want, I, and I see Hades and Persephone and the gods and goddesses with these magical powers. And I really thought there's like a, something you couldn't pass through. Yes. And then it was also really hard for me to understand that he, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but he is not like the underworld keeper. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was yes. really hard for me to let go. Like yes. I, you know, cause you're used to in all the other stories, like, you know, when people die and everything, they come to Hades and you think it's yes. this big bad place and it's not. So Correct. that, that was hard for me, but go I ahead. Agree. I'm sorry. As I, I'm just, I'll no, take over you're here. Good. I'll take over from here. You don't worry yeah. about it. Okay? You got this. I'm going <laughs> to sit back and relax. Well, what about um, my podcast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also learn that Hades never spent time in the upper city, and it makes Persephone think that maybe he was perhaps different than the rest of the 13 when he was alive. Like, oh, he never wanted to come to the upper city, and I hate the upper city, so, like, maybe he was cool. Huh. Basically, hmm. all in all, she's always had this weird obsession with Hades. Like, ever since she was little, she's always kind of gravitated towards him. Foreshadowing the fates. Here we go. Um, let's talk about... Demeter for a second. Oh my God. <laughs> this woman. Demeter is a piece of work. I, my opinion changed on Demeter. Yes. Later, we will get there. But, but right now. She's a, she is something. She craves political power, doesn't mind stepping on whoever and using her own daughters as like chess pieces in her game to get what she wants. Case in point, this party. Persephone quickly realizes this party is actually her engagement to Zeus. Oh, surprise. Cool. cool. <laughs> Great. Also, Demeter is Mother Gothel. <laughs> I have to say it and I will continue to say it. In the she beginning, is. she even says a line like Mother Knows Best. And I'm like, I just singing the song the whole time I was reading it. <laughs> like, she is Mother Gothel. She's 100%. Great. She's and like. <sighs> but like, you can't help like by the end, you, you kind of like her a little bit, but like, she's still horrible. Well, and I think it, like, goes into, like, we don't know, like, 
like she's horrible on this one political power. I mean, like, yeah, she like gave her kid away, <laughs> engaged to Zeus. Casual. <laughs> Casual fuck. <laughs> but like, you're kind of like, Demeter's There's the just old- something about her. <laughs> yeah, well, and the, you're like, there's something about Demeter that makes a little sense in these fucking ridiculous world that these people live in. Maybe she's got it under control. Maybe. I don't know. But we don't know. Right now, she's crazy. She's yeah, she's insane. She's horrible. Yeah. Um, I think it also like it's let's talk about the big theme of the entire book is clearly like wearing a mask. Like all these people are wearing a mask. You have your public persona and then you have like what's actually going on behind the curtain. And this is true for like everyone. Everyone. So Yeah. Demeter is crazy on the outside. She is crazy on the inside too, but she makes a little sense, like you said. She's sometimes the, I think she's the only one that was true. True, yeah. <laughs> true colors. That's how. I, like she literally is the only one. Yeah. I'm going to be honest because the rest of them. We don't even know what the hell going on. I have no with fucking him. background to even explain the rest of the the, the characters in, in this book. Like. It's so true, though. It's so true. So let's get into Zeus. <laughs> oh God, I just really can't quick. wait. We just <laughs> let's get into Zeus really quick. All okay. We're gonna get through all the world building really as fast as I can, and then we'll have some fun because the rest of the book is just sex. So just hang in there with me. Yeah. Um. Although the 13 collectively rule Olympus, the 13 are really ruled by Zeus. And Zeus is in his 60s. He is loud and boisterous with a big barrel chest and a white beard. I just keep picturing Santa Claus. Okay, we just watched that movie, um, Just Go With It, with Adam Sandler. Oh, yes. Do you remember, if this is a, and if you don't remember, I could just be sidebarring really bad. But do you remember, because he's a doctor, they go to that party and the guy who was all the Botox. And, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? And he's yes. tan, and he's the old guy, and he has the Hawaiian shirt on, and he's that like, That Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to drink water, and it falls out of his mouth. Wait, you have to find that picture and post it. I will. So I'm people dying. Know what I'm talking about. Because it's literally how I imagine Zeus, but with a beard. <laughs> yeah, I did not see Zeus as like a daddy here. He was like the no. creepy old man that was like trying to be young. And I was uh, like, can you stop? And I will say in the beginning of this, I was like, she had started the book a little bit before me and she finished before me. But I um, I was like, she was like, oh my God, like Zeus is like this old man. And I was like, fucking bring it on. Because <laughs> like, I didn't know like how the story was going to go. You're like, I didn't know that Zeus was like an asshole quite yet. And she- Well, in Greek mythology, there's two realms of Zeus like right. there is this classical tale of Zeus where he is like seen as like, a god like, like the good god and all this but there's also another way you can go to Greek mythology where like yeah he makes all these rules but he never follows his own rules like he's right. still kind of a piece of shit clearly Katie Robert is taking that direction right um so like most successful leaders in power he is very charismatic somewhat charming but underneath it all Zeus is a horrible narcissistic psychopath he is known for breaking women he's killed his previous three wives Hera um but he gets away with it because he's Zeus and he's in one of the most powerful roles in Olympus so everyone just sucks his dick basically um so this party let's talk about this unexpected engagement this party really set the tone for how the upper city and the 13 are um she goes on to like describe them as like peacocks like they're all shiny and colorful and bright and like 
they from the outside it looks like this is like the perfect world but really they're all horrible people i imagined um a party with adam oh god what is it uh <sighs> hunger games that's oh, how that's how i, I love that that's how i imagined them because i feel like even this is a, i think this is more modern than the modern we're in right now i agree so i felt like it was very hunger games-esque like yes they're bright costumes and they're drinking drinks to be able to eat more and like yes you know be that luxury. is wow that's how i that's how i saw them that is a perfect description of the upper city too oh my god love put that it, if you haven't if you haven't seen hunger games <laughs> yeah <laughs> I will put that on our Instagram as well. As well. Um, so basically, Demeter comes to find Persephone and tells her Zeus wants to see her. So she drags her daughter to Zeus, who then makes this like public engagement in front of the entire 13. And Persephone knows that like she can't say no or cause a scene because apparently these consequences will be too great. But we, again, I need more background of what, what exactly are these consequences. Yeah, like, sister. I want to get on I your side. I can think of some things like death, torture, like exile, like anything. But she wants to be exiled anyway. So I'm just kind of like, <laughs> but what are they really going to do? Because they're human. So like, they're not yeah. going to like strike you down with their God power. Like, what is it? I just needed that. I needed that. So she says yes. And now she's like, fuck. Um, his past three wives were murdered. So my odds aren't really looking too hot. Yeah, you about to die, I, th I think. Yeah, he going to kill you. You're screwed. So then she's like, I need a moment. I'm going to the garden to catch my breath. She goes with Psyche, who, like, tries to talk her down. She ends up, like, sending Psyche back to get her purse because she's going to leave the party. And she ends up is like, I can't do this. I got to go. I got to leave. And I can't tell anybody or my sisters because then they will possibly be punished if like Zeus and 13 think they helped her escape. Right. Or they'll like come with her and like she's like, yes. you can't involve everybody. Yes. So she's like, bye. And like just takes off down Olympus, like starts walking around Olympus. And mind you, she's in this like nice, like ball gown-ish attire with high heels, no coat. It's freezing cold. The wind is going. No she jacket. Up, yeah, no jacket. We get it. Um, while she's walking around trying to think of what she's going to do next, she realizes she's getting followed by Zeus's men. And they end up, like, chasing her, basically, to the River Styx. And apparently this is something that Zeus is known for. He likes to kind of, like, play with his food before he eats it, in a sense. Like, he wants to honestly torture her. And so he does this a lot with a lot of his women. And they end up chasing her to the River Styx. And they're like, Zeus wants to talk to you. And she's like, nah. So she takes off running across the bridge, the Cypress Bridge, to go to the lower city. I'm out. And now we finally can get a little more. There is definitely some magic-ish stuff here. As she's crossing, we find out why it is so difficult for people to do it. Basically, it, like, zaps all her energy, I guess. Like, I, like it's painful. Yeah, like, it's like a – she's like, it just feels – terrible going through it like yeah she's like my is. skin is stinging yeah um, there's like some invisible barrier my feet feel like i'm sprinting on glass but she keeps going and halfway across the bridge she sees a man standing on the other side wrapped in a black coat with fog curling around his legs of course <laughs> Dun -dun 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 -dun. <laughs> 
And she starts, to, her body starts to give out and she falls down and she's like pleading for this man to help her. And she writes it like he looks down at her and he looks like a statue, but she can kind of tell like he's kind of making a decision of whether he's going to help her or not. He does. He ends up like reaching out his hand and tells her to like hurry up and come over, which is an invitation. And we know now you can cross and be safe. This is Hades, in case you aren't paying attention. This is Hades, and Hades <laughs> is his invitation here. It's invitation only in this bitch, okay? Yes, yeah. so she makes it across. And now we meet Hades. Let's discuss Hades and give some background here. He is, in fact, alive and well. And you don't learn this right now, but like we're just going to sum it up here. Zeus and the 13 all know he's alive. But it basically fed the story to the upper city. He's dead because it serves Zeus in his pursuit for power. Basically, when Hades is three years old, Zeus killed his parents in a fire, which caused the 13 to create the treaty. And the treaty states that Zeus cannot cross into the lower city and Hades cannot cross into the upper city. And if they do, it's seen as an act of war and they will be killed, basically. The 13 will come after him. Because that, how we just summed it up, is the information you get. Yeah. How? But it also comes in like different, like you get half of it and the story goes on. You get another half of it, story goes on. You get another half of it. So, and it's like, what? But wait. What? And like the sad thing is, is like you learn about his parents dying in a fire and it's literally like, my parents died in a fire. At the end. And he has a bunch of scars. The end. Yeah. Until the very <laughs> end when like Hermes makes some, we'll get there, but Hermes like a side comment. There's more of the story, but then you never get the other side of the story. Which makes me feel like all of these loose ends are, are meant to drag you to book two, but it makes me like, if I go to book two and I don't get my <laughs> loose ends, I'm going to be pissed. Not, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> and it's also like each book is a different Greek myth. So then I'm like, how is it going to, which maybe we're just doubting Katie Robert and I'm sure she'll give it to us. But like, yeah, I agree. I, I Again, we wanted some more background. We just needed some depth. Yeah. Depth. So. Yeah. So because of this treaty, Zeus basically said, okay, out of sight, out of mind. I'm going to tell everyone that his line died out. And this reduces the legacy positions to now just two. And Zeus and Poseidon are like working together up in the upper city. So it like helps Zeus become more powerful. It just kicks out some competition. It does. But this treaty only lasts as long as the 13 are in agreement. If they ever band together, take the lower city, they could. So, Hades is the ruler of a lower city. He wears this mask of boogeyman well. He definitely plays into it because it's easier to... Hades wants revenge on Zeus. So, he kind of remains under the radar. So, he can kind of hide in the shadows and, like, watch things and hatch his big revenge plan. So, he plays into it. He stays, you know, out of the limelight and all that stuff. Again... I never under I never got why Hades was the boogeyman though. Right. Like what did he do? Like I got nothing. Okay. It was just told. It, exactly. But I wanted to know why. Like and how. Like, we're jumping, like, obviously, whatever, we'll talk about it later. But it's just like, you know, he's like scared to murder someone at the end. So what made him the boogeyman? Yeah, no, Hades is a cinnamon roll. Like yes. to the nth degree. And it's like, okay. Like, the most that they give for us, and we'll talk more about it, but it's, like, he, you know, he throws these parties that are, like, invite only. And, the, and it's, like, meant to be mysterious. Okay, that's literally the only mysterious part you get about Hades. Yeah. 
You, you I wanted to know why, what was his reputation? Like, I didn't understand. What did he do? Like, is he a mafia yeah. man? Did he, did he have, like, a hit list? Did he right. go after people? Did he, like, steal? Like, uh, give me that. Right. Did he terrorize folks? Right. <laughs> and we will get, like you said, we will get into it when we get to the sex parties. And I will, I have a nice little, not a rant, just some thoughts on that and how Katie Robert chose to use sex in this book. Um, we'll get to that. But yeah, basically you said the only thing that like really was like, ooh, is his sexual preferences and his sex parties. That's literally it. And I'm going to be really honest. Like, <laughs> I mean, I get that like, and I, okay, so let me preface this by like him being in this. This happens in every single Hades and Persephone retelling. So I don't even feel bad about talking about this, but it's there's always this dominant and submissive storyline theme that goes yes. into all of these retellings. And it's just they are like the OG BDSM couple. They are because Hades is who he is, and he's you know in other retellings he's an underworld god, and he's this powerful, scary, can use yes. mind power tricks, whatever. So that, but I just felt like you said he in this retelling Hades is the ultimate cinnamon roll, and on top of all of it, like maybe I don't know enough about dominant and submissive stuff, and Hallie has given me a couple things to go listen to so I understand it more. But I was like. This doesn't feel dominant to me. This just mm -hmm. feels like you're just taking a little bit of control in sex. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe I don't know, but I mean, did you get what I mean? Yes. Like, like it just made me feel like. That, that goes into my rant. Later. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. We'll get but there that's together. important for like Hades character development is what we're talking about, right? Right. So again, we're back at this theme of like mask and like reputation is power. And it is kind of interesting, I think, because whereas Zeus and the other 13 get their hands dirty, like by murdering and playing these political games and like all games and all I think they gain their reputation and in turn power. Hades, Zeus kind of like gave him a silver platter. Zeus created this like story of Hades and Hades just went with it and was like, sure. Thanks, man. But he's never actually like gotten his hands dirty doing anything. No. He's just played into the role publicly where he can. And therefore, he, people fear him. But Zeus and the 13th are one that, that started that fear. And so it's kind of like they kind of gave him the power a little bit. Hades they did. isn't really, like, doing much to gain power. Yeah, I feel like he's just surviving. Like, he's just like, okay, yeah. this works. Like, he, he just doesn't give his lower city and sticking to himself. Exactly. So, like we said, we learned very quickly, Hades is not what he seems. He is a cinnamon roll. So what did you say? Cinnamon toast crunch in our text? I that did. was funny. I thought he was like... You know, there's like cinnamon roll, your ooey gooey right to the, like, like right in the center. He is like cinnamon toast crunch to me because he's still a little crunchy. Like he still yeah, has he's a little his, grumpy. Yeah, he's still a little grumpy. He's like he's just he's got, he's got some issues. Yeah, he's got some things. And then like you know, like you eat cinnamon toast crunch, you get a little spice. You know, yeah, from the cinnamon. Ooh, I like that. I like <laughs> he's that. He's like that too. Mm. And then you the got cinnamon that, toast crunch. And then you got that cinnamon milk at the end. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> That is nasty. <laughs> wow. I love cereal. Don't get me started. <laughs> now when I drink my cereal milk, I'm going to think of Hades. Thank you. You're welcome. So to finish up his character development, he was orphaned at a young age. And so this left him very lonely. He doesn't trust anyone or anything. He definitely doesn't trust Zeus in the 13 because it got his parents killed. And he's OCD, like, and a control freak to the nth degree. There are, like, cameras all over his city. He, like, 
has these compulsions about like checking his doors and windows every night and like bothering the shit out of his security detail about doing their job. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he's a little control freak. <laughs> um, physical description: He's tall with lean muscles. He's got long brown hair, a full beard. He's thirty-three years old. That's basically Hades for you in a nutshell. That's him. So back to the story. Hades immediately recognized Persephone from the media because apparently it's – I guess they're like little socialites like in social media. Like yeah. Like little celebrities. Well, and it's like she talks about this part where like – and you even see it at the end when there's like paparazzi popping out everywhere and like sees him. But I do. I feel like she's very much like the um, – I was trying to think like she's not, she's not a celebrity. Like you said, she is. She's just like a little socialite. They go to all their parties. She would be like a social media influencer in today's world, I feel like. (laughs) Yes. Like she wouldn't be going out of her way, I think, to influence. But like she posts cool Instagram pictures to like keep up. Yeah. Like how cool she is. I agree. So he recognized her and he's like, what the fuck is she doing? She ends up making a cross and he's like immediately impressed by her. He sees her inner strength because she even attempted to cross and it's very difficult to do that. So once she's across, he immediately puts on this show of, like, being the boogeyman. And he makes this comment of, like, we all have our roles to play. So he makes it seem, in front of Zeus's men, like he's being rough with her. He grabs her by the throat while telling the men that, like, oh, Zeus should have kept a better eye on his pet. Um, and that since she crossed the border of her own will, she's his now. And if he, they try to steal her back, the price is going to be their heads, according to the treaty. Did you, um, not to sidebar, did you think of a, a, uh, a fan cast for Hades? I do have a fan cast. Who is it? So for Hades, I had Jared Leto. Okay. <laughs> I really like Jared Leto. I think he's sexy as fuck. Um, there's, I forget, I don't know what movie it is, or like there's a picture on Pinterest that's like, He's tall and lean, which is what Hades described as. He has the longer brown hair, and he has a beard. And I just get, like, vampire vibes from, from Jared Leto, and I get vampire vibes from Hades. So, like, it just for some reason worked. So I um, I don't know if, like, if when I say his name, you may know who he is. Richard Madden. He was on Game of Thrones. Oh, my god! He's the prince in Cinderella. Yes. Like, the remake. Did, how do you feel about I that? I also could see Sebastian... Oh my god, what's his name? He's like the Winter Soldier in Avengers. Yeah, Sebastian Stan. Yeah, yes, I could see that, and that's very like Richard Madden, Madden too. Yeah. Okay. Didn't mean to take you out of okay, that. I kind of like your version better because they're like beefier and like more muscular. I feel like, but she kept throwing in these descriptions of like lean and like. Yeah. And I kept going to like. No, okay, Jared, maybe not. Jared Leto. I didn't for a second. I think because Jared Leto, I just see him as like the Joker. So, hot, hot. so he's, it, but you Ugh. have this, but I know you love Ugh. that Joker because you like um, MGK. Yeah. So that's why. I also want like a Joker um, story. So if anybody has recommendations for like a Holy Joker and Harley shit. Quinn love story, I want it. I need it. That would be so good. Sorry. One last thing off track. Speaking of the Joker, Ammo Jones. I know I have a fangirl over Ammo Jones, but her Midnight Mayhem series, I think the, there's a character in there that is the Joker. Like she even like says that like, if you could picture the Joker, Jared Leto, like, this is him. He's a complete psychopath. And I'm really hoping she writes a story. And if that's the case, I will die. I need, like, a Joker character in my life. Like a crazy one. Just fucking nuts. A nut job. I need a nut yeah. job. Yeah. 
No, I but, need a psychopath. But like literally a psychopath. Like Yeah. A, like a cute psychopath. Like cute, but like I fear for the other character's life. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I want. Okay, that's back to want. back to our story. Okay, back to it. So then he like throws her over his shoulder and carries him back, carries her back to his house. And oh, they get back to yeah. the house. And we meet my two favorite characters, Hermes and Dionysus. They are so, so good. I love I them. Love them. I Any love Hermes so with much. Hermes in it. I'm here for. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Hermes and Katie Robert in this book. Definitely took on the task of like gender role switching. Yes, and I loved it. If you know about Greekology, Hermes is portrayed as a man. She's a girl in this book, and she's eccentric. She's hilarious. And she's just, like, wild. And she does everything wild. that she wants to do. Her and Dionysus are, like, this little cool pair. Two just peas like, in a pod yeah. and BFFs. It was really They good. never go anywhere without each other. No. I think it's so cute. Um, she's basically the spy master, the secret keeper, the sender of messages between the 13. Um, gods can like contract her out for her services, which makes her very tricksy and makes her very hard to trust. Um, it does. She definitely plays the end game and she keeps her cards close. She comes off as like very quirky and like eccentric and like super sweet, but like She's also kind of maniacal. <laughs> like, she's always kind of thinking ahead, I feel like. Right. She's definitely got her, like, she's playing her cards to herself to make sure yes. she's going to win. Like, it, it, I mean, she wants to help others, and you'll see that. Like, there's many times where you're like, oh, don't do that. But then yeah. every, she ends up doing the things that still help her and the other person, but she is. Yes. And these two have basically forced this friendship of sorts onto Hades and they like take over his house like they are like two meddling little children but Hades like low-key loves them for it he calls them stray cats who keep like showing up for food like they literally half the time are just ra- like just raiding his kitchen and like bar yeah and it's they like, just and they arrive up. drunk they leave drunk like, yeah. like it's like my favorite and Hades is like oh my god they're so annoying but yet he like has a room for them like he's to like stay. get their room together <laughs> yeah. I don't want you here but I have your yeah. own room yeah <laughs> so this whole scene was like really really funny I'm not gonna get into it because again you read it you know it it's hilarious they're both hilarious um and they're allowed to cross the bridge back and forth because of their positions in the government as one of the 13. Um, like Di- Dionysus does like shipments. Yeah, it was like a way, like it almost made me I guess feel he's in like, like distribution, maybe. He's like, because he, he talks about working close or um, close with Hades. Close and, with Hades. But we don't really get too much about Dionysus. We get a lot about Hermes, though. <laughs> um, so they see Hades and are like, uh, what the fuck are you doing with his fiance? And yeah, what's going on like, here? <laughs> he's like, what do you mean, his fiance? They're like, yeah, we were just at the engagement party from hell. And now yeah, she's here. that bitch is engaged to Zeus. What are you doing? And <laughs> what's happening? I love how Dionysus is like, wow, that weed must have been really good or I'm hallucinating that like Persephone herself is here. And <laughs> Hades is like, get the fuck out. Get out. <laughs> go to your rooms. Yeah, go- goodbye. <laughs> Go to your room. And this is also the first time Persephone finds out that this is Hades and that he is, in fact, alive and real because they're calling him by his name. And she's like, oh, what? 
Excuse me? <laughs> well, she's just like, and I, I mean, honestly, though, I would be kind of the same way. I'd be like, who even are you? And <laughs> yeah, two, what's happening here? Like, you just threw me over your shoulder, and I don't even know where I'm at. And, like, lots of things are going on. I just got a surprise engagement to a scary man. <laughs> and now I'm with a second scary man. And, like, you're Hades? And she definitely goes into, like, a, a shock mode. Like, she kind of gets a little, like, loopy a little bit. She's like, I'm losing my mind. Like, I'm losing it. I'm not here where I should be. She's, like, like <laughs> laughing at one point. Like, this is great. Like, this is just... Awesome. My life is fan fucking tastic today. So we find out that she is near hypothermia and has like ripped her feet open running barefoot. And so Hades, again, cinnamon roll is like hyper obsessed with like bandaging her feet and like taking care of her. He's very nurturing. And it does get to a point in this book where it's, like, annoying. Um, but, I, like, I told Taylor, so I listened to a podcast because I'm very – I'm, I'm not part of the BDSM community. Are you sure? everyone knows. Do <laughs> um, so I want to be? Possibly. Um, but I'm so intrigued by it. I want to learn about it. I listened to a podcast called Ask a Sub, and it's fantastic. So I've been, like, looking – I've been, like, researching, kind of learning more about it. And like what I've learned, I'll show Taylor this, I get that it seems annoying. It, it was annoying for us because we're not part of that lifestyle and we don't get it. We're used to like our shit husbands that don't really care. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh just my kidding. God. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. you're I'm not. Kidding. <laughs> my day to day. shit husbands, they are beautiful men. We love them. Yeah, for sure. But it's like not <laughs> this level, you know? And you see this a lot in a BDSM dom, a true dom, not a fake dom trying to throw their weight around because they have little penises. But one of the main things about a dom is that they want to, like, take care of their sub and, like, provide for all their needs. And this is basically what's happening here, um, unbeknownst to them. I think he says his natural pull to, like, take care of her. And it wasn't the Hades, though, part of it for me, Hallie. It was, like, the Persephone part of it. She is such a fucking brat. Like I, it, and I think it's because I don't play this way in real life. And I have a really hard time with people that act this way anyway. And it's like this, be a brat during sex. Like I'm a brat oh, during, it. when I say I'm a brat during sex, like I'll be a brat. Yeah. Like I don't care. Like that's what I'm saying. Like be, you can take on whatever fucking persona you want while you are getting down. I yeah. don't care. <laughs> I don't. What you do in your bed. But this, like, you know, she's just like, leave me, like, I'm fine. Like, I ate, I ate yesterday. Like, I'm fine. Like, I don't need food. Like, I've had it. But, like, I'm, I'm really dizzy. Like, it's just, like, shut the actual fuck up. Eat I the agree. goddamn food. Fucking bandage up your stupid bloody feet and shut up. That's I agree. Up. And this is where I think if we would have had more background on – Persephone growing up, I think we would have understood this more to where it wouldn't have been so, I'm going to say annoying, um, to us personally. That's fine if she wasn't to you. That's totally fine. But to us in these certain moments, it does come off as annoying. But I think if we would have gotten, again, like this background developed on her and like seen it not being told, not even like a long part of it, just like one chapter on it of like giving us something of why she is the way that she like is. Like maybe if Demeter was like, keep your weight down. 
You know what I mean? Like, just give me that one little. Or like, show me, because like, eventually it goes on, and like, she kind of explains, and like, her, her and Hades kind of have this conversation at one point in the book, and it's like, oh, like I was always like on edge and like trying to just like survive in this political world where you couldn't trust anyone. All these games were being played, so I was always on my toes, and I was always anxious, and like, so therefore I put my physical health to the side. If that would have been shown in some sort of way in this like childhood that she had, again, I think we would have understood it more and it wouldn't have been so annoying. But we didn't see that. This is like this is chapter four, our first introduction into her, and this is what we're getting, and with no background. So then I was kind of like, okay, you're kind of annoying right now. Like, well, it's just like, like he's not gonna hurt you, bitch. Like, no, he would have already hurt you. Right. Like, calm down for a minute. That's how I felt. I just wanted her to like <sighs> deep breath. Okay, like, let's yeah. move on. Calm it down, sweetie. Yes. Um, so that part was, I agree, it was annoying. I think if we had some background, it would have helped. But their conversation evolves um, when he's taking her to her room. And I really do like this part of Persephone that we see. She's got some balls on her. I'll give her that. Like, she is sassy. Um... She, she, they end up having this conversation where basically she starts like opening up to Hades about like how she's sad or upset because like her mother did this to her and like she had no idea what was going on and just kind of you know feeling bad and Hades is kind of like well I mean you know what did you expect you look like that and of course Zeus wants you as his bride which I think he's trying to pay her a compliment but it's also like Okay, shut the fuck up. And she does. She's like, oh, so it's my fault because I look this way that, like, I'm forced to I should marriage and be like, with this crazy things. fucking man. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know what? Like, stop your pity party. This is part of a political game. Like, you pay the consequences, even if it's your parents playing the games. You can cry and sob about how unfair the world is, or you can do something about it. And she's like, I did do something about it. Like, I ran away. And he's like, you ran like a frightened deer. And you thought he wouldn't chase you down. Sweetheart, that's practically foreplay for it. Like, he kind of calls her out, like, who do you think you are? We all know at the end of the day, you're going to go back. You're going to marry him. You're going to have his kids. You're going to do blah, blah. what you're supposed to, like, what you're told to do. And then we have the slap heard around the world. She just slaps the shit out of him. I know. And she you. says, I'll die first. And we see this, like, steel spine on Persephone. She is not this mask or this persona that she prepaid, per, per, she plays in this world. She's not this, like, quiet, obedient person. She's got some fire behind her ass. Like, she is – I really did like that moment. I love any time a girl slaps a man. I just really love it. <laughs> well, and I think it's, like, we – again, like, I didn't, like – as the story went on, there's still times where I felt like Persephone. I was just like, oh, my God, I get a grip. But, yeah. like, at the same time, though, like – we don't know her background. And then when she does show, like, her little bit of, like, I'm a boss bitch, I was like, okay, okay. Okay, girl. We know. Go. Maybe you were just trying to survive. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what you were doing. Like, and if- What was I talking about earlier? Yeah. God, shut up. Yeah, it's just like- <laughs> I see now, okay. Maybe you're just trying to survive. And then, she, but later in the story, she'll backtrack fucking again. And I you're know, like, oh I know. Oh, my God. She just, I know. She's not 24 to me. She's 19. Like she's, I, I, I 100% she's, agree. she's not 24. She's too young for me in this world, but whatever. Yeah. So Hades shuts up real fucking quick and is like, you're staying the night. Here's your room. And like takes her to the room. <laughs> Here you go. And 
the next morning, the children give the children are uh, Hermes and Dionysus, as some prefer them to, because they are literally like his children. The children give Hades the hot gossip on Persephone and her sisters. We find out that like Di- Dionysus calls Persephone a sunny boar. Um, Hermes corrects him in saying that he only sees the public persona and that Persephone isn't bad. And when she's hanging out, she's just pretty cool. And I love how Dionysus is like, oh, so you're spying on them. Do so you know about them? <laughs> Hermes is like, no. I mean, maybe. I don't know. So Hermes, again, is like always in the shadows, like watching everyone. And we also learn that you have to say the little sister's name again. I cannot say that. Eurydice. Eurydice, the youngest, is dating Apollo's brother Orpheus, the big musician of Olympus. I was more excited in this book to, like, connect all the little Greek mythology dots than, like, the actual plot going on. Well, yeah. And <laughs> so this goes back to the original story of Eurydice and Orpheus. They um, – he trade, and this happens later – he trades his love for Eurydice to Hades in order to become, like, this um, really big basic music person in – I guess like Greek, but, well, Greek mythology in real life, right. like this happens. And, um, he only like sells Eurydice for like a little bit. And then he realizes like, it's not everything is sh- shaped up to be. And then he wants Eurydice's back and Hades is like, no, she's already in the underworld. And so that's, I loved, I was waiting for their story for later in the story in yeah. the actual story. Yeah. Um, good. so that's like the hot gossip on them. Then they tell Hades how the Demetrio sisters hate the 13 with the passion and this leads to Dionysus sort of planting the seed in Hades' mind that Persephone could possibly help him since she seems to hate Zeus as much as he does. And again, we see that Hades is not this monster everyone claims he is because he doesn't want to use this innocent woman as a tool in his revenge plot. Shut it's up. Like, I respect it. I respect it. But I'm, I think I'm just waiting on like Hades to be like the actual like Hades, a bad boy. <laughs> and he's not. And I also, that's what I was. I was like, just shut up. Just shut like, up. Go away. Like, ugh. Which that really says more to us. Than, than Be I think me. Anything. Damn it. Yeah. We're the ones that are Use wrong. Her. It's really not them. Use her. Like, we're <laughs> yes. like, do it. Do it. Please. Be an asshole. Yes. Please. <laughs> so, we also get the first mention of his playroom in this conversation. And Hades hosts parties from time to time. And these parties are part of his role as Hades more than anything else. It's a carefully crafted persona that is designed to inspire the darker emotions and as a result, ensure the few people who know about his existence in the upper city don't fuck with him. This is a theme we see a lot in this book and in this world. Reputation is everything. Katie Robert uses sexual kinks, in my opinion, as a way to like build their reputation as something scary. And I'm not saying she's wrong, but this is kind of like the, again, we only, this is the only thing we see is like bad in this world. And it just hit really flat to me. Yeah. Like, like the sex oh, part. he's a sexual person and he has kinks. So that's why I don't understand. I don't understand. No. It was just like a very, it was just like a very, I don't want to use the word, but I'm going to use it. Lazy. It was just a very lazy way to make him look bad. 
Like it, it was because, I and agree. then it may, it almost shames you if maybe this is something you would want. And I to think do. if I like sit back and really think about, it and I try to get into Katie's head, I respect her for writing this version of the story. It's her version. It's what she wanted to write. I enjoyed it. But here's my problem personally, personal problem. If it's not a real problem, it's a personal problem. She took this really epic love story, like classic, huge. There's a lot of stuff in this myth that she could play with. I just felt like Hades and Persephone myth deserved a lot more than like what this was. Like, it's like you said, it's kind of lazy. Like she's kind of the reason that she didn't give us background. She's kind of like writing on the myth there to like give you all the background you need to yeah, know. Yeah, like you should already know this. And maybe you don't. Right. Maybe Neon Gods is the first time you've ever read a uh, like a Greek mythology like retelling. And that's right. okay. And But I think that's where when there's other retellings, you get background. Like we were talking about A Touch of Darkness. That yes. was – I mean, it's pro- I haven't read Promises and Promigrains yet, but I, mm. like, I loved A Touch of Darkness because it gave us the true Hades and it gave yeah. us reasons to want to hate him because you don't get to see in his head of why he's doing things. So stuff like that. I kind of also wish you would have either gone full retelling mode and, like, honestly, like, I think if she would have, like, changed the names and, like, still have the the bare bones of what the myth is, but like truly make it hers and in this world, I think I wouldn't have as big of like an eh about it. Well, it's but hard. she's playing so hard into the myth yeah. in some aspects and the foundation of it, but then on like these kind of things, she's not. She's making it her own, which is totally fine. I'm not a writer. I'm just a girl sitting here on a podcast with traumatic issues and <laughs> telling you what I think. Like, take it for what you will, okay? Well, and I think, but, um, like, even from the title itself, Neon Gods, they're not gods. Like, it, it's very, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, to me, like, you have Hades and he's just a normal guy. Like, yeah, I don't. think what she was trying to do was use this side of Hades and his reputation as a metaphor to how BDSM and kinks and taboo in the sexual realm are heavily chastised and judged and shamed. I get it. I get it. I, I get what she's doing and I respect it. But to carry the whole issue of the plot on that level, it just really was like not it for me. Yeah. Okay, we we I feel like both of us. Okay, on. we gotta we gotta move, and then we'll okay. give you more of our hating, <laughs> not hating, but I'm our hating. I'm just providing like our hating. You know, we're just what would require it to be a five star read for me for people who want to know. Yeah, hating was. They the probably word. don't want to know. Dislike. Okay, I get your point. I get your point. <laughs> they, they don't want to know. So Hades goes to see Persephone in her room and brings her coffee. Again, he's a simp. The inner dialogue of him finding out that she barricaded the door and slept in the bathroom is hysterical to me. Um, Persephone tells him of his statue with the black, sh- like nothing really happens here. She tells him a statue of the black shadow of the statue room. They flirt. Hades thinks she's beautiful and loves her sass. He decides he can't use her plan in his plan for revenge, but Persephone has her own damn plan because she a badass bitch. She got her own shit. Persephone proposes that for the next three months, she will stay in the lower city. And in the meantime, they will basically fake date in the public eye to drive Zeus so mad 
that he will cross the River Styx because if he crosses, the treaty is broken and the 13 will have to back Hades in removing Zeus from power, aka killing him. See ya, Zeus. And we learn that Persephone's pilot persona is one of like the sweet and innocent virgin. And the reality is she's always dated in secret. She's not a sweet, innocent virgin. Um, she's been doing things. Yeah, but like it was her mother creating this like persona of her, basically keeping her pure and clean for Zeus. That's what Demeter's whole plan was here. It's just so weird. It was so weird. Like, yeah, it was really weird. And she makes this line that I thought was so hot, Persephone. Zeus is notorious for not wanting what he considers tarnished goods. So, tarnish me. Huh? Any day. <laughs> Anytime, whatever, do it. And Hades at first is like, yeah, no. Um, but eventually, it's a long conversation. Eventually, we get to this part where he tells her that if they do this, his reputation demands some things to happen. And this is how it's going to go. And if she agrees to this, she's his for the next three months. And... He'll protect her. He'll play out the narrative. But she belongs to him. And she will obey. And they are going to act out every depraved thing that he wants to do to her in public. Because of these parties. So I had one thing here um, in my notes. It was like, this is a, like automatically what you jump to. Like to, it, it just felt like. I think because Hades, as we learn later, he's so like hardcore set he is a consent king and that's amazing but i think this was him like in his own mind he knew he couldn't say yes without having this conversation and like laying it all out for her um i think that's what was happening yeah you're right you're right and so He's like, you know, Zeus knows that I engage in public sex on occasion, and that's what you're agreeing to. Like, this will happen. And Persephone is like, don't. (laughs) She's, like, getting super excited about it. Like, Hades thinks that, like, he's scaring her, and she's like, no, No, she's, like, chomping at the bed. And she's like, temper your reaction, Persephone. Temper your reaction. Don't get so excited. Play it cool. She agrees to his terms. And they seal it with a kiss. So the bargain is on. So Haiti leaves Persephone and goes to his office where he meets Andreas. We meet Andreas. Basically, he's this grumpy old man who was his father's best friend. He was Haiti's guardian growing up. And basically, he doesn't approve of Haiti's plan. He tells him Zeus is going to kill him. Hades doesn't give a fuck. Then, ring, ring, Zeus calls Hades. Here we go. Basically, how many times can I say basically? We're about to count. Zeus threatens him and tells him to give her back. With their bargain in place, Hades plays into it, telling Zeus that she's mine now, bitch. And He's I'm about to fucking punish her and defile your little pet. Mm, I'm about to fucking ruin her. And Zeus is pissed. Then we have, here we go, Taylor. Are you ready? Ladies I'm and ready. gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this, from here on out, it's basically all sex until the end. So we got through it. Thank you for bearing with us. It's now the fun time. We have... The Red Room of Pain. That's what I'm going to call it. That's what it is. It's, it's not red and it's not Room of Pain. But if you get the Fitch Judge No, Bear it's black. This is basically like his black playroom. Leather. It is like she said, there's like red curtains kind of falling yes. and stuff It like is that. his playroom. Intimate where room. Where he entertains all of his little sexual deviants in Olympus. And so Hades comes to get Persephone for what she thinks is one of his sex parties. But Hades 
being the gentleman that he is, isn't about to throw her in. He's going to warm her up a little. So he takes her to his banquet room, aka his sex show room. And it's completely opposite of Zeus's. But Hades is a petty bastard who also has a throne to overlook everything. It's this black throne. It's beautiful. Great. Love it. The room itself is like black with like lights that resemble water around the room. There's like a dais for his scenes they play out. Couches and chairs. There's a spanking bench, a St. Andrew's cross, a frame for suspension. The works. He's thought of it all. <laughs> I don't want to go in there. <laughs> we're going. We are we are going. No, in. we're not. We are in. <laughs> and it's really like his little like sensual underworld is what Katie is painting, basically. Um, and this is where the upper and lower city are on a list to get invited to his parties. And they it's like their own little like they can come here and satisfy all their fantasies and dark desires. Hades, as we already knew, but we're going to just discuss here is a true dominant he's constantly communicating what this will be like um what their limits are has her pick a safe word which is of course pomegranate (laughs) and (laughs) is constantly watching her for like signs that she doesn't want to do this she has to call him sir in this room while they're in a scene and it's very like, Fifty Shades of Grey. It is. It is. But I think it's true. I did, again, I think Katie Roberts has done her research here with dominant and submissive lifestyle. I did think some parts of it, though, read a little, like, textbook. Like, she went and researched all the BDSM lifestyle and then, like, presented it. Like, oh, this is what I learned. And it's like, da 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 And I'm like, we get it. It's that. Thank you. And I think I – um I <laughs> – someone's gonna come for me um so i i have an issue with constant asking of consent and constantly reading my emotions to me i am a yes means yes no means no if i tell you yes let's do it stop this is okay like, no, it I, did. I don't even mind. You can read my emotions. I think being a good dom is to, like, read her emotions and, like, know what she needs and provide that for but her. But it reminded but me of Father Bell. I, I I agree. I literally have my notes. Like, I'm getting Father Bell. It wasn't even, like, the reading of emotions. It was the constant verbal, you don't have to do this. Are you sure? Are you sure? Is it okay? Are you sure? Like, that got really fucking annoying, and he does it the entire damn book. Yeah. And it's... It's at core insecurity for Hades, I feel like. Persephone is so sure of herself. She's like, no, like, please shut the fuck up and, like, let's, let's do it. go. She's literally like, nah, bitch, I'm ready. Like, let's do this. I will say, though, because, like, we jump from this scene, like, when this scene happens to, like, the end of the book scene, the epilogue, I'll talk about it. But it was funny to see the comparison of when they finally do the dais scene. And it's, like, she's like, okay, I'm ready. You know what I mean? It's like, she's like, yeah, she's had to work herself up to this. So I will say, I guess Hades is very nice because he can read it on her that she's not ready for this. But I'm just saying. I also had to keep checking myself because it's only been a day. That, just, like, I. Let's just be clear here. The entire book happens over a six-week period. Six weeks. We are six weeks. Six And again, I'm going to go back to our point previous really quickly if you've listened to our hanging with host episodes you know that i don't i'm not a fan of insta love 
this book I would definitely characterize as like insta love. Um, and but here's the thing: she wrote the myth to do the work for her in a sense, and that we all know they're going to end up together. Like, like we know how this is going to yeah, go. But give right? us some interesting juice in the middle. Yeah, I think. I hate saying lazy because it wasn't lazy that she wrote this book. She wrote it the way she wanted to write it. I respect it. From a reader standpoint, I just was like, okay, this is what you give me out of this classic myth. Anyways, moving on. Let's get to the good stuff. I mean, because we are just publishers and we are just critiquers. <laughs> yeah, again, I'm and like a blonde girl who looks like Miss Trunchbull right now in my sweater. Yeah, you don't I have am, to listen to me. I know I nothing. four zits on my face the size of like <laughs> yeah. freaking Mars. So like, like I – I've never written anything in my life. I, like, yeah. Don't come for me. I wrote okay? an essay. I'm, just, like, <laughs> I'm doing my job. My job is to talk about the books and give my honest opinion. That's my honest opinion. That's Moving it. on. Then she asked him. I do like this conversation, though. We get a little more in the background of Hades and, like, his role here. She asked him what this place is for him. And she says, like, is it freedom from labels? And he's like, this place is a label. There are only so many methods of holding power. Fear, love, loyalty. The latter two are fickle at best. The first difficult to acquire unless you're willing to get your hands dirty and she says like zeus and he goes yes like zeus though that bastard has enough charm that he doesn't have to get his hands dirty when he doesn't want to and she says do you ever get your hands dirty and he says then she's like but then you wouldn't have to if everyone is scared of you would you and it's just further narrowing down that point that we said earlier that he doesn't he just hasn't done anything wrong or bad like he just whatever so yeah he then, just has a persona that seems bad and it's not Yes. So then we get into like how the people come here, even from the upper city. They come here because they're basically using Hades to like act out all their deviant desires that they have. And he's like, you know, I have exclusive parties for carefully selected numbers of upper city. My tastes are already rankinky. I simply use that predilection to serve my purposes. So this room does have a purpose in the political game that he's playing is my point that we're trying to get here. I thought that was kind of like an interesting concept on kink and sex and like the power you can hold in a political government. But it's also like I just I can't buy into it fully because like, OK, so just sex like rules your thing. I'm just really confused. But OK, cool. Got it. She's trying to say there's power in it. I, I respect it. So then it's showtime. Hades puts her on the dais spotlight on. She strips for him and it is hot. I'm not going to lie. This scene was fucking hot. Yeah, I thought like. My God, like, so they're like going back and forth. He's like touching her and he's, she's like, she's like ready. She's, she's revved up and she's like, touch me. And he's like, I am touching you. And she's like, nah, fam, touch me. And I love this line that she writes. It made me laugh out loud. Persevering her inner inner monologue is like, I'm trying, but every bit of my concentration is wrapped around not spreading my legs and trying to contort myself to get his hand where I need them. Like, girl is like, shut the fuck up and give me an orgasm. Like, Jesus Christ. And then he, like, goes on to, like, basically explain very sexually, though, sexually and, like, hot that what's going to happen tomorrow. And Persephone is like, I got a lot of fantasies. And he's like, I'm going to help you achieve all of them, honey. And she's like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to make you come now. And she's like, what are we waiting for? And then this is where Taylor takes over now. <laughs> I shall tell you all of it. I shall tell you. So he's like, 
like how I said, he says, like, I'm going to make you come now, little Persephone. And then I'm taking you upstairs and I'm changing the bandages on your feet. And he's like, always come back to the feet. Yes. Always back to the feet. Like, how can I fucking take care of her? He has a foot fetish. Like, I was like, you like her feet. Like, I know you want to take care of her, but just admit it. You want to stick your toes in in your mouth. Like, just do it. So, like, he's like, and if you're very good and manage to restrain from complaining, I'll let you orgasm a second time. Now, keep that keep that nugget <laughs> in your brain. Back pocket. <laughs> so at this point, he does. He is like, <laughs> this is my <laughs> favorite fucking thing. I think there's something about, I looked it up. It's called tantric fingering. Yeah. If there is something about Ooh, yeah. tantric fingering. Because uh-huh. I didn't know what to call this. And we've always been talking about like this sensual fingering that's different than fingering. Like it's, it's, I don't know what it is. And there's something about it. The light touches. It is a whole art, Hallie. It is an art form. Tantric fingering. Look it up. Oh, I know. That's what he does. So she's like, finally, he is sitting there. He's touching her. And she's like, please touch me. And then he he does and he sticks two fingers <laughs> in and my favorite thing and just imagining this fucking scene like nothing more happens than fingering folks that's it that's it but she is rolling her hips on to, to keep fucking his fingers and he's like telling her like to tell me what you want like and i i love that i love when you push somebody because this is something like i even had to do and like i and I feel like everybody, and Helen, I could be wrong. When you like start having sex, you don't really know what you want until you do it. And then you mm-hmm. realize you do like this one thing and maybe this other person doesn't do it for you. So then you're like, please do this for me. I love that he wants to find out what that is. And I agree. As they're talking, he's talking about tomorrow. He's truly night. the perfect man. He is he the is. perfect man. He is the perfect man. <laughs> this is a perfect tantric fingering session. I just, I can't <laughs> even deal with it. So he's sitting there and he's like, how sweetly can I make you come? Like, will you put on a good show for them? And she's like, Hades, please, God, if you don't make me come, like, kiss me, fuck me, just don't stop. Like, she doesn't give a fucking Again, it's like, fuck. shut the fuck up, She's Hades. Like, like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> so then finally, he, like, is like, okay. And then just fucking gives it to her. <laughs> and then she has an orgasm. But that doesn't stop here. Their flirting continues. And this is what I liked is he carries her to her room because of her feet. She's been standing on this dais and he's like, I can tell that your feet hurt. And she's like, no, they don't. Okay. They don't fucking hurt. They don't. You owe me an orgasm. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, (laughs) fine. I'll take you up there. So finally he's like, she's like, that orgasm was really nice, but don't you think we should have a trial run for you to fuck me in, in front of a room full of people? She wants more. Like, okay. she's not done. Like, she's like, yeah, the orgasm was nice. You told me I could orgasm a second time if I didn't complain. I didn't fucking complain. I'm letting you tape up my feet. Let's do it. Like, what? I'm letting you stick my toes in your mouth. Like, what the fuck Give else do you Give me that want? dick right now. And he, like, she knows exactly what she's doing. And that's actually my favorite thing. Because I think. I do too. With per- Persephone and other retellings, this is something I noticed, is that they go out of their way to make her seem like this little girl. Like she needs She's like very hate. little and like docile yes. and obedient. And like, no, this Persephone is a little minx. They, he goes back and forth and he's like, they kind of like cuddle. She doesn't want to cuddle. She, he makes her kind of like lay on his chest a little bit. And he's like, he's like, well, I suppose there's your plan to consider. You seem like a man who likes a plan and I can respect that. And 
he's, she's like, well, how about a compromise? And I fucking love this. He's like, why don't you reassure yourself that I am in fact as fine as I told you I was with all of this. And then I'll suck your cock. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, Persephone. <laughs> Dude. I was she, like, it's oh. interesting because she came off as more of like the dominant one. Yes. Than Hades in like a lot of this to me. No, and it was so like, it was just like I She's so confident. Wanted her, like, I wanted more from her. Like, I wanted her to that's one thing I wish we would have gotten in this book was a scene of her dominating him. Like, there is kind of, like, a little... We kind of get into a power power dynamic yeah. switch later. Later. But it's not, like, it's not like this, though. It's not Juniper and her soul for revenge. <laughs> Fucking right. Like, I wanted her to put Hades on the di- dais. <laughs> yeah. To, like... Shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah. Like, go from there and do that. <laughs> That's what I wanted. So, they move on. They're finally in the room. And she's, like, you know, it's a nice thought. Like, I... Like, I hardly think any, like, you going back and forth about this is really necessary. Like, I have agreed to have sex and happily, but, like, I can't take on you being this babysitter. Like, and that's where I finally, like, because there is. Like, you want to love this scene so much. Everything Persephone is doing is super hot. Like, obviously, he's pleasing her and do what she wants because he's just perfect this whole fucking book. is just holding back so much and she instantly sees it and she's like you're such a control freak like yeah. i want you to just fucking break like well and just like stop. i'm telling you to fuck me fuck me like and i guess like <laughs> yeah. like we're not even in the middle like with other people in the room like i'm only saying that because that seems to be your turn on buddy like it seems to be your turn on to fuck me in front of people so like can we just pretend <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like can we can just, we just like, get to it can we just Thanks. do it so you move on. He cleans her feet and he's like, get some sleep. Like we have a lot of work to do in the morning, which is basically just back to their plan of, you know, they've got to make Zeus think they're together. Date, and then she realizes like, she thinks he's bluffing. She's like, oh, I've like, she's flirting the whole time. She's oh, like, maybe I'll, she is seducing She's like, maybe him. he'll come back. Like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Hades, wait. She's like, he's like, yes. Like I love, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, I know the turnaround too. It was just like, yes. <laughs> like, I know Something it. you want, you're not going to win. And she's like, and I love this part of her. She's humiliated. She's like humiliated to even ask. And like, she's like immediately, she's like pride demands that I will let him walk out of his room and like curse his name until I finally fall asleep. But she's like, no, fuck it. Whatever. And she's like, you promised me a second orgasm if I Bitch. behave. <laughs> Give me that fucking orgasm, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, do you really think you've behaved, Persephone? And she's like, yes, Are I Are you have. a good girl, Persephone? Yes, daddy. I'm such a good girl. I'm, like, yeah, daddy? Sorry. <laughs> daddy? <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> sir? Sorry. Like, and then now we're back to like Hades kind of being that like dominant role now, which I loved. And she's being a brat. And I love her being a brat in this sense. Right. And then he, she's like, she's a brat at this point. That's what I'm talking about. I love the brat in the room. And it's not even being a brat. It's like kind of calling your partner out on the things that they like need to understand sometimes. Like you can't push me and make me feel like I know you want to be dominant and stuff like that, but also realize that like I have something to say here. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she's like, what do you mean? Like, she's like, you're you're right. Maybe I, maybe I didn't behave because you like accept, like expect perfection. He's like, I don't expect perfection. And she's like, you could have fooled me. You want perfect obedience. And that's when 
like he's Hades like, darkens. No, but he like darkens. <laughs> and she's like, he's like, fine. You know what? Fuck it. What will get you off the hardest, Persephone? And she's like, misbehaving. <laughs> I was like, and I love yes! when he says, there you are. Yes! Oh my God. I literally have it highlighted. And he's like, like, there you are. I knew it. So finally he gets I into this dominating. Oh my God. When he's like, Thank you. Like, it's almost like he wants to give her he these was things. He's pushing her to get there. Yes. He wants her to be real with him. Like, tell me what you want. Be you. And I Stop think, playing me and be honest here. I think when we were reading this, like Callie and I said, we're trying to do a new thing with our podcast where we have this new direction of we're actually enjoying the book and not just like taking notes and like going crazy because we were not, yeah. it's not that we weren't enjoying the books that we were reading. It's just like we were so happy. It was homework focused. and not for fun. Yes. So it's like now that we're talking about this, I realize I actually. Hades knew probably more about Persephone than we think. We don't get the background because she talks about being this sunny little, you know, boring girl. And he's like, no, I, I know you're not. I know you're it's not. It's like he know, he understands because he has he's had to live his whole life underneath the mask and like only doing a public persona when that's really not who he is. And he sees it like, hey, what do you think? Persephone did the same fucking thing and I'm about to make her realize that. Like quit trying to play me and play your little role just tell me what you want, bitch. And she does. And he's like, there you are. Ah, that's my bitch. God. So finally, the dominant starts. And he's like, the dress, take it off. And she's like, well, what if I don't want you? <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I love, I love brattiness. Oh, yeah. And he's form. like, then I'll fucking leave. So it's your choice, of course. But we both know you really want Always it. Always your choice, take honey. Take off the dress, lie back, and spread your legs. <laughs> like, Got it. Like, <laughs> on it. Okay. Yes, like, sir. I would be like holding my knees. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> how far do you need me to do this? Like a twisty bobcat <laughs> <Yes>. pretzel. <laughs> Looking back, okay. <laughs> How do you want it? You want it here? You want it here? You want it there? What? What, what do I need to do? What do I want? And he's like, this was my, I put it on our Instagram. I, so this is funny. I was sitting here and I just went, when I was reading this book. And Steven sitting next to me and he's like, what? And I was like, oh God, you don't even, you're not going to understand. You're going to make fun of me. He's like, what did you just read? So I let him read this quote. Little Persephone, he shakes his head as slowly as I spread my legs. You don't even know what you crave, do you? It's okay. I'll show you. And Stephen was like, get this, get this out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, I was like, he's up here like gaming and you're up here like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I literally was like, Ugh. and I immediately posted on our Instagram because I knew someone else would connect with me because like Stephen yeah. was like, that could have been a prime opportunity, Steven. Like you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could have been, he could have been like, do you want me to show you? And I would have been like, yes. And then Taylor's all playing on her own sex <laughs> with her husband. And now, <laughs> here we are. But no, he goes back to his Nintendo Switch. And I'm like, okay, let me go Day. to my podcast Instagram. <laughs> Someone DM me, please. Uh, <laughs> God. Okay, back to the scene. <laughs> so he's like, prove it. She's like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> like, this is not what we fucking signed up for. Like, I want you to do Like, I want you to do it. <laughs> and this is so me. This is me being like, I have to participate in sex. <laughs> but it's also like, ladies, stop being an asshole. Like, I would be so pissed. I would be like, please stop. Prove like, it. Please do it. God. I'd be like, okay, go get my vibrator and I'll show you. Like, Jesus Christ. He's not making it easy on no, her. No, he's not. He's making it really work for this one. And she's like, 
show me. Show me you want an orgasm so desperately. <laughs> Give yourself one. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not what I That's want. not what you said. I <laughs> No. 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 <laughs> you said that if I did this, I would get what I wanted. What, Which what's was happening? a nice orgasm from you. <laughs> from you. <laughs> that was the agreement. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to die? I don't fucking know. <laughs> this isn't fucking it. <laughs> like, I would have been like, no. So he's like, she's finally like, whatever, fine, fuck it. So she starts leaning back. He's into it. And she's like, all right, I propose a bargain. If I do this, you have to do this. Which is, to me, <laughs> the most... <laughs> Never mind. I won't because awkward. someone it's someone does this. I'm sure. And no, it's fine. I I am It's awkward. I wish I could be this confident with myself and my husband. Yes, I'm um, not. I'm not uh, at all. So that's why we've actually talked about these types of scenes before in previous episodes where like if it's mutual masturbation, it's just like Oh god, it makes me like want to hide my face and it's not because I I want to be able to do it. I just like can't and so then I just like crawl into my shell and well, I'm like Well, I also oh my god. think like I I just It's anxiety. Like I get anxiety. It's anxiety. I'm like, "Oh shit." But I think at this point like I'm also at this age where I'm like I can have sex and not feel bad about it anymore. Like I don't yeah. need to finger myself. Like I you can put <laughs> like we signed a legal document where we can have sex all the time, whenever we want. Because <laughs> like, that's the world we apparently live in, right? Well, I'm just saying, like, mar- like we got married. You can fuck me. Like, I can fuck you. <laughs> so um, that's how it works. So that we want to get real biblical with it. We want to get real biblical like Lex. <laughs> yeah, real red Lex. Let's get biblical. <laughs> like, let's get fucking biblical. We were telling her about this book. And she was like, yeah, fucking sign me up. Let's start writing scripture on the wall. <laughs> no, she was like washing her feet. And we're like, oh. no, she hasn't read it yet. And we were like, Lex, no, she, he's not washing your feet. But she was like, I'll get biblical. Sure, wash my feet. I don't give a fuck. I was dying. <laughs> It was so good. So she was like, if I got my way, like, you'd already be inside me. In this, you're incorrigible. Always comes up for the rest of the sex scenes. But finally, he pulls his dick out. Of course, Hades is going to have this, like, beautiful, like, huge, (laughs) thick, big body. (laughs) Like, she's like, I need to have him inside me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I need to. <laughs> we know. We've been talking about it. Like, Persephone, you've been begging it for it for two chapters. And now. he's a dick and hasn't given it yet to you. So I'm sorry. I also did love that she calls him beautiful because I think there's something about you can always just be like, you're hot. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, he's hot. But being like, you're beautiful. Like, I, this is a beautiful thing. Like, it just like hits hard. And I think it hits hard for males because that's something that they're not told. <laughs> Yes. And it's like, oh, it goes against the man, you know, view to be called beautiful. And it definitely, like, takes – like, it makes him almost, like, taken aback when she says it. Like, oh, like, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Wow. Yeah. But then he, like, of course, is him and he's like, you're drunk on lust. Like, leave it alone. Whatever. Because he's so insecure. Yes. So then my favorite thing is, is, like, she's like, just please, God, do something. And then <laughs> – my favorite, it's not my favorite, if you heard our priest episode, I 
cannot stand. I call it the hot dog in the bun, the sausage in the hot dog bun. It doesn't matter what it is. It is where you're just rubbing. The- I think it's hot. It takes me back to high school. It takes me back to high school, but yet again, just fuck me. <laughs> like, just put it in it's high the build up, Taylor. It's the build up. Maybe that's what I. That's what I'm missing. I suppose I need to. <laughs> it's the build up. <laughs> I need to be built up. <laughs> Taylor's already built up. Like yeah. she's already worked herself. Like up. that's what I'm saying. I just need you to take care of it. Now. Like if Steven and I are having sex, like I've already thought about it. I've been thinking about it for the last ten minutes, yeah. and then finally I'm like, all right, in my mind, I'm there, Steve. Let's go. Let's go. Hop on. (laughs) (laughs) Saddle up, baby. (laughs) Yeah. And Steve could be like, and the best thing is Steve's like, I'm not ready for this at all. And I'm like, (laughs) I am. (laughs) Been ready. Born ready. Hello. So Whatever you are, just let me know. He does do what I love, which is when he tells her to put her hands above her head. And I will say, I said it the last episode too, they, there's something about hands over the head and kind of like this grinding situation. I just don't like the mm. penis. The, I, in hot. my head, I'm imagining the penis just going through. I love it so much. <laughs> through the vagina. And I'm just like, you have to ruin on? it with your fucking hot dog and hamburger shit, but it's hot. I'm trying to explain to people know what it is. <laughs> Maybe people don't know, Hallie. Maybe they're going to be like, oh, her dick, his dick was rubbing on her vag. And he'd just think like it was like in a circular motion. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. That's no, no, no. Mr. Miyagi. We're not yeah. doing that. We're not miyagi <laughs> We're not waxing on and waxing off here. <laughs> no, we're hot dogging. <laughs> <laughs> so then finally, she orgasms. <sighs> and he does. <laughs> he She gets tired, blah, blah, blah. She's sitting there. But he tells her not to move. Because he's going to clean her up, which he you, does aftercare. Yeah, which you told me is a dom thing, and like the cuddling after. Um, yeah, which she doesn't like that. to do, but I think it's this connection thing that you were talking about with do- like dominant and submissive. Yes. Like there's has like making a emotional connection there, and it not just being sex. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even like want to leave the room because no. she's asleep. Because he's like, I don't want her to feel rejection, and like I will say, when I was reading the aftercare part, I was rolling my eyes really fucking hard. I was too. Because I was like, oh, my God, like this would never happen. But then, again, this book made me like think about things. And I was like, but it should be like this. No, it should. Like, it should. This is what we should be teaching men to do. To take care. Because, like, in reality, sex for a woman is just, I mean, scientifically, is more on a woman. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it's like it's, it's like you typically take, you have a bigger rush of you've a, um, yes, oxytocin, which yes. is a cuddle hormone. It signifies that you know it makes you it like forces you to form some sort of attachment to them. Yeah, um, men don't really have the big oxytocin dump. They have dopamine dump, which just like makes them sleepy and like satisfied. They don't have to feel the need for like a connection afterwards, like women scientifically do. So I get where you're going with that. Yeah. After that, we get kind of more of the plot. We get back into seeing Hermes again. She comes and we learn about this cool trick that Hermes does is that she's is like wild. a mimic. And it reminded me of a Throne two, of glass. Two things. Throne of glass. And then it also reminded me of um uh Harry Potter with the letters. The sc- the yes, howlers. I agree. The howlers. I agree. Yeah, she I agree. reminded me of a howler. Yeah. So she like takes a deep breath. She comes and meets him, blah, blah, blah. They're in the kitchen. They're talking. Next morning, just to like- She has a message for him. Yeah, just to set the scene a little bit. They, she's like, Persephone's like kind of infiltrating the house already. 
kind of baking pancakes, blah, blah, blah. Hermes has a, a message to deliver. It's from Demeter basically saying in Demeter's voice. So it's coming from Hermes. It's in Demeter's voice basically saying like, hey, give me my daughter back. Nothing will happen. And I won't cut off the food supply to the lower city. Hades. Which, what a bitch. Yes. First of all. <laughs> Yes. So the whole thing what is like, I don't know what your grudge, you're nursing against Zeus and the rest of the 13, but frankly, I don't care. Free my daughter. If you harm her or refuse to return her, I'll cut off every resource under my control to the lower city. <sighs> he, Hades has been planning for this. Like this is something. For years. For years. Like he knew with his parents dying, his. He can't trust 13, like all this stuff. Did you call him Andreas? Andres? What did you call him? Andreas? I called him Andreas. I called him Andreas. Okay, perfect. And this is like something later. We won't Andreas? Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Andreas? Andreas. Get out of here. I was thinking Andy? like. Andreas. I was thinking like Andrea. I don't even know why Andrea came. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what's wrong with me. Andreas? Get out of here. <laughs> it's Andreas for the rest of the book. <laughs> for the rest of the podcast, Andreas. Andreas. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> so he's been preparing for this. He knows the lower city will be fine. He's like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Like, he's not accepting this. So he's like, yeah. I'm, I'm inclined to call Demeter's bluff. The other 13 don't overly give a fuck about the lower city, even though they have to see how dangerous it is to, like, let Demeter run amok. And... He's like, but I've had a lifetime of like not trusting these folks. So my people are prepared to weather any storm they try to throw at us. And if Demeter thinks she can fuck me without seeing consequences, she has another thing coming. This is so, which we talked about in our text messages. Um, this is so Akamath and recent and oh hilarious. My God. I like can't even handle it. And we'll get more into it. I know you have a scene coming up that's almost like straight from the book. Um, but yeah, this gave all of this gave me Resand vibes and Akamath. It gave me there's so many comparisons to Akatar, I can't even deal with it. I know, I know. Um Honestly, I think that's why I like kept reading was like yeah. taking me back to like my Akamath days, so I love it. And I have like mixed feelings on it, but we'll we'll, we'll get there. Well, I even told you, like I was like when you said that to me, I was like, Ugh. You're right. And it like took me back to like why we like love this shit. Like yeah. <laughs> I really was. I was like, yeah. Oh, hit me in the heartstrings. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Basically, you know, Hades is she needs clothes. Hades, like, yo, we gotta we're gonna go do some stuff. He buys her a pair of boots. Um, they're hideous, but <laughs> so bad. <laughs> they're hideous. And um, fur skin boots and a big ass jacket. <laughs> yeah. And she <laughs> It's like, what the fuck? Whatever. Okay, we're going somewhere. Great. Thank God we're going shopping. Yeah, because this is it. This is it. It's not it. But she does acknowledge that he's taking care of her. This is his way. Like, even if it's ugly, he's like, this is supportive for her feet. She'll be warm. Yeah. Like, it's just. He's like walking slow for her. Yes. I thought it was so ridiculous. So. He's so cute. He's just yes. like, oh, you little cinnamon roll. Cinnamon I did love it. Brunch. So first place they go because she. <laughs> Need some fucking clothes. It's a dress store. We meet Juliet. And I love this is the stuff I love about books, little tidbits like this. Juliet used to be in the upper city and like dress all of Zeus's why all the Hera's. Hera's. And um then she kind of was starting to have like some feelings and opinions about where the Hera's were going because like Zeus was murdering them and she was like, she would kind of like talk about it and had some speculation. So he had her banned to the lower city, but everybody still buys her dresses. I loved that. I was like, 
Fuck yeah, Juliet. I really love the world building. I want to do it. I did because I love I love little tidbits like that. And it kind of gave it kind of gave you some foreshadowing of what's gonna happen, like what will happen later. Yeah. You know, you're like everyone yeah. really is kind of still on the side of the lower city, but whatever. Yeah. So does that. She gets some lingerie. She gets some dresses. I love that interaction with Juliet too about the lingerie. Yes. You can say it. Go ahead. She like they start buying everything or basically no they're not even buying. Hades is having her measurements done so that Juliet can like hand make her custom pieces. Let's just wow. We're about to have some avant-garde <laughs> in y'all. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it gets like the lingerie portion and basically Persephone's like um I don't think like we're good and Juliet like kind of calls her out and is like no 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 like we know what you're doing. And we know the persona that you have to put on. And, like, you have to make a statement. Period. We're doing something different. Yeah. Like, don't don't act like – don't play stupid is basically her message that she kind of gets across to Persephone. And I think it goes directly into, like, you can have a public persona and do what you need to do in the upper city. But down in the lower city, we're being real. <laughs> she was like – it's. she pulled it right from Wolf of Wall Street because I love this book. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of short skirts <laughs> around here. <laughs> And no panties. Miss Persephone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shut up and let me decorate you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So they go, they have that and something else in the world building. So they kind of get back on the street. They notice the town, like we were saying, is a little bit like Valerius, but um, it's older. You can tell that it's been well-crafted. It's been there for a lot of years. It, it kind of gave me like a, you're walking in a, um, like in a, like a London town, you know? Yeah, well, like, I agree. You know what I mean? Like on the cobblestone street. like suburb okay. almost. Yes. It's little like a town. main street, you know, maybe has a fountain in the middle. Like it's just yeah. cute. There's like. <laughs> yeah, cute. It's just like lanterns. It's like Gilmore Girls yes. Uh, vibes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly yeah. what it's like. And the fact that fucking Hades lives here, he's just like, la da Yeah, I know. So, um. She, you know, she asked something like, why do all these businesses have columns and some don't? And then it's just like, it's a sign that's been here for since the founding of the city. So it's just like, it just tells you like, it's place old. Hades understands and appreciates their history and what that means to his people. Yes. Versus the upper city has been completely knocked down and built up like sky rises and all these lights and all the glimmer and the whatever. And it's now like Zeus's world almost up there. And Hades is still... I think playing into this, like, no, like, this is where we come from, and history is important, and this is what people want, and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing. It just, like, kind of shows more depth to him and all this. No, all of these, like, out town outings, if anything, I think is there a purpose of, like, you get to see the contrast in Hades as a leader and Zeus as a leader. Right. And Hades, again, is Rhysand, like, period. Um the people love him. He loves them. He takes care of them. He supports all their businesses. He knows, like, all of the businesses, like, all the owners and, like, goes and visits them. And, yeah, it's recent from Akamath. That, that's it my is. point. So then they go um, to the next place is a greenhouse. This is special to – I almost said recent. Uh, this is special to Hades. And um, it's, like, you know, they need to – He's like showing a little part of himself. You learn, we learn more about him. We kind of get some background on when he was handed over, basically B 
being Hades and it's around, like around 14. We get some, some Andreas <laughs> back. Andreas and, whipping some ass. Yeah. And like how he kind of sees him as a, a father figure, someone that helped him up in that. He takes her to see, there's like a great view of the city from the greenhouse, just a special place for him. He also like tells a story about when he stole a car and because he wanted to leave and get out of Olympus and he couldn't do it. He knew there was something like always pulling him back and, you know, stuff like that. So then his people, he yeah. always cares for his people. Always. Even cares if for he him. doesn't want to be in this role, he knows that, like he has to be. Right. Then they get back to his house. This is the first time we get introduced to Hades room. And it's like exactly what you would think. Like mahogany, dark woods, his small mm-hmm. desk. It's very his like. little lair. Yeah. It's just like a sweet little, his little place. She's there. She sits on the bed and he's like, for one fucking second, just like do what you're told. Like just sit here and stop being so annoying. And then he comes back with like takeout from five different places and is like, (laughs) sit down and eat. And she's like, the fuck? Like, why didn't you just give me one? Like, I found that so like, what the fuck? Stop. Yeah. Hovering mom. And. But we do kind of see a little. Yes, I still find it, like, a little annoying. Um, But we do see that it all comes down to trust with him. Like, if I can't trust you to take care of yourself, then how can I trust you in, like, the scenes that we're going to do and all of these big things that we have to get through in our plan? Like, I have to be able to trust you, and you can't even, like, take care of yourself. Like, I need you to fix that. (laughs) Yes. So she's like, come on. do Just do these things that, like, you you need – like, almost like you're an adult. Take care of yourself. Like that's that's yeah. where it was like a brat moment to me. Like you're an adult, you're 24, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was that kind of stuff. So tonight t- is going to be the night that they're supposed to. We do. got a party to go. We to. got a sex party to go to, and she's supposed to perform. It's our coming out party, if you will. Yes, it is. So to the world. She, yes, basically, she comes out and she has her hair like in these. Um, I didn't even understand the, the, the like the yeah they're the Princess Leia buns. It's just dumb. I didn't me. understand. I so dumb. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand why we got. I thought it was that. like meant for comedic humor, but like I just was like over it at that point. I was like, can we just go? Like, what's happening? Yeah. So then she makes a like you have a Princess Leia fetish, and she realizes that her skirt like kind of looks like the Princess Leia like bikini costume. It's like long and sheer, has like broad underwear underneath, um, and it's like pretty narrow on the front and back. But actually, it's Favor's dress from Actar. So no, this whole scene coming up is straight yeah. from Akimath. Yes, it's so, and that scene and kind of like irked me a little bit. That fucking scene in Akamath. Oh my god. Okay, whatever. Like you cannot tell me that Katie Robert did not get (laughs) that this scene from that book. I refuse to believe it. it, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's but it is a really hot scene. It's very specific. I I appreciate it. Yes, but I'm such an Akamath stand that I'm like, what? This is so like, obvious. It's like, I need the OG. Here. I don't need second places. Like, because this is kind of what that is. And that scene in Akamath, fuck. Okay. What a God. I can't even get on with that. Don't then we move. It. Then we move to like the second half of this. Now it's like her coming out party. They're at the sex party. It's full of people. Hades has invited more people than usual. Like, that I've been on the waiting list because their whole goal again is to make Zeus see it's her It's going to get back to Zeus. Yeah. That's what they want. Blah, blah, blah. So. He then, um, they walk into the room, kind of like loosely walking together. She realizes how many people are in there and they go to his throne, which is like a black throne and they take a seat. And then all of a sudden the lights flick on and a show's about to start. And she's like, oh, we're going to be up there. And he's like, no, not tonight. And he like senses her a little bit of relief. She's like, Mm -hmm. okay. 
But he's like, just watch the show. Just watch it. So then. Because it's for you. Yes. I would have died. It is insane too. It's a bondage exposition. Yeah, exposition. Am I saying that right? Exhibition. Exhibition. Why? What am I? What is wrong with me? Like, I can't speak today. I know the word for what this is. It's like an art form and I cannot pronounce it. But there is an actual like term for like the rope and the knots and stuff. Well, and it's cool. Like, I, I thought it was kind of cool. I love it. I think it's beautiful. I, this, I, I think we've unlocked another kink for me. I would, when hand, this whole scene, I would love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Would die. I don't know if I need to be wrapped up like that. And I think it's because I'm a little too hippie. <laughs> no, I meant like Persephone's view of like watching it. Oh, yes. While things are being done. To I'm going to be honest. Not to me, <laughs> personally. I don't necessarily think I want to be the one in the ropes. But. I'll watch it. Being Persephone in this moment, that is what I'm talking about. Being Persephone, and then she's, like, basically sitting on Hades' lap. And he's just, like, lightly. T- and this is honestly. And their throne is, like, kind of in the shadows. Like, yeah. they're not in the spotlight. They're kind of in the shadows of the room. It's very like discreet. can see, but they're not, like, on full display. No, and they kind of like, and it's more or less like the people can use their imagination as to what's going on. Correct. So he's like touching her thigh and then she realizes like people are staring and then people can all, they can all see all of her her, and she's referring to the lady being um, tied up and he's like, just watch, blah, blah, blah. And he keeps going and, you know, she says one thing here before he gets started was for someone so determined to be labeled as a monster, he's incredibly invested in my pleasure and consent. So as they continue, he's like, is this okay? Are you ready for everyone to watch me finger you? And he's like, she's like, yes, yes, I am I'm ready. Please let me do it. Born and ready. And um, she's like, do your worst. He's like, my worst, Persephone. You dip one toe into the water and you think you're ready to <sighs> swim in the river of the sticks. <laughs> Mm. he's like you can't handle my worst has to offer and i'm like bitch show me your worst we keep begging for it i want to see it i honestly don't ever think we get his worst (laughs) like yeah i don't know i'm being on whatever so i'm gonna there's there's one scene that i well we'll get to yeah, yeah so finally he continues everyone's watching she orgasms and the lady like in sync of this, Persephone's getting finger blasted. You got Bondage Lady getting fucked in front of everybody. It's just a lot of stuff. You've got the audience also starting their own scenes. So it's just like a big orgy. And room. she's being watched with this like one of her kinks. Like she likes being watched. Yes. And so it's like a pleasure bath for her at this moment. Like she is like, okay. And so finally he's like, I. He rips like the front of her skirt open and then yeah, like boobs are out, boobs are out. Like he, and then that's when everyone starts staring more. Like before he's like, he's fingering her hands like that, but he's like, what do you really want? Then does that. And she realizes, um, oh, they do. They fuck in front of everybody. I forgot about that. Yeah. Cause Persephone is like, he's like, oh, we're done. And Persephone's like, nah, bitch. And like straddles him. I'm looking at my notes and I was like, fuck, I forgot about that. This is it. Yes. Okay. She straddles him. Guys, remember when I told you he doesn't have his worst? This is his fucking worst. (laughs) So um, he's like, you're going to be the death of me. She's like, please, Haiti, I want you inside me. Blah, blah, blah. I need more. I need more. Blah, 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 whatever. And so finally, front of the skirt's gone. He yanks her panties off. Then he 
said, she kind of like blinks up at him and is kind of in shock. She's kind of taking everything. He's like, you second guessing yourself? And she's like, not in the least. Fuck me, dude. And so finally she's like, wait, wait, condoms? And he's like, because mm. of course he's Mr. Perfect and has like <laughs> condoms in a basket right next to the fucking throne. <laughs> that was the only thing I was like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, you aren't a princess. You're a fucking siren. I love that line though. And it, yeah. And he yanks her forward. He's inside of me. He's like fucking her from her facing him first, riding him. Then he turns her to show her her work. Like, he's like, fine, you want this? Then fine, let's do it. Yeah. Bitch. And she's like, you reverse see, cowgirl, reverse cowgirl, no. but he's behind. Yeah, it's reverse cowgirl, but imagine him sitting down. And I literally was like, imagining this legs. I'm like doing it right now. <laughs> Like sitting here no, like I I know the position that they're in, but I can tell you I've been in it and it's not for me. It was not the it no, not the easiest and not well, the most well. And that's what I'm saying. Like you. her like like at least in reverse cowgirl, like if you're laying down, you tuck your knees behind. She has to have her right. feet. You throw your feet up, folks. Like this is a lot. It was just like this is interesting for the first time. <laughs> Out to everybody, but I think it more or less was to be like. It's you, to display her. It's I to display it. her, but it was also like for everyone to know Hades dick is in Persephone and vagina. Go you to, can see it. Go tell Zeus that. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Which and I she thought, rides it and she gets whoo, off. Whoo, there he goes. He she orgasms. He doesn't. doesn't. He said she does ask him, like, will you make me come loud and messy right in front of everybody? And that's what he fucking does. Damn. So he said it. there it is. That's it. We got lady up on stage. She's orgasming. Persephone's orgasming. Her. People are probably doing cum shots in the fucking room. <laughs> Who 100%. knows at this point? Great time. And then she's like, okay, like you didn't come. He's like, well, I'm not done with it yet. And she's like, well, let's go. And he's like, no, we got to do some. Yeah, some, it was a ra- some rounds. We got to like actually do our job here. <laughs> yeah, like I know you want to fuck me that much, but we have to do what's supposed to go on. So then we meet Eros. 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 Ah, yes. His though Eros next book is him. And we meet him and he at the, she he gets explained as a spy right now for Zeus. Kind of talks about a little bit stuff like um yeah, yeah, he's like Aphrodite's son, and he's basically her like spy minion. He like kills people. He's like a hitman, is what I know. And he and, and he basically is like looks like someone underestimated Demeter's perfect daughter. Blah blah blah. Meet them. Yeah. Then we get. Um, Do you know what? <laughs> okay, bear with me. So they just had this scene, right? She's like pretty much naked. Like her shit's ripped open. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's, like, now just, like, cuddling him in front of everyone. Like, okay, cool. Like, and again, I've never been to, like, a sex show or, like, a sex club. I'm sure it is all, like, so accepting and, like, this isn't awkward at all. But for me, I get so wrapped up in the details that I'm, like, so you're telling me they just fucked in front of everyone. She's still naked, curled up in his lap like a little cat. Eros comes over and he's like <laughs> talking to her while she's naked. And I'm like, but there's like no awkwardness around it. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, this is awkward. You know, I think I think that, Allie, but then I think about the position they were just doing and that her vag literally was facing 50 people in an audience with a dick going in and out of it. 
But then I think for and I'm not Persephone, and I've never had this experience in this place. But for me, I'm like then. Here it is. Even in my real life, I hate. I hate the moment after you have sex. Not when you're married, but like when you're not married or like dating or like in co- whatever it was. I hate that moment so much because it's like you're in this moment where it's all passionate and hot. There's things to do. It's not awkward. Then it all ends and it's like, well, that was fun. like, Get I, out. I, I, I already hate that moment anyway. And then this moment is like Eros, who you've never met, is like coming. He's one of the 13 sons who's like in government. It's going to come over and you're just going to sit there and like mouth off to him naked. Like, again, I wish I was that confident and comfortable. But in my mind, when I'm reading it, I'm like, this is awkward. Well, and it's just like. <laughs> Like, I get they're trying to prove a point, but at the same time, it's just this, like, and so is Hades. No, no, no. Actually, now I realize it. Hades, like, probably took his condom off, but he's just dick out. He's just flaccid peeing. She's on his lap like a cat. They're just sitting there. It's just so odd. These are their first time having sex. They've only known each other for two days. And we're fucking reverse cowgirl. Which I get was, like, part of, that part was part of a plan. It's very easy, I think, to compartmentalize that. But yeah, I think I'm just like post-sex moment. Like I hate that already. And then like this was like to the nth degree. And I was like, is no one else think this is weird? Like I love I would be like, can I at least put my boobs back in my shirt? Thank you. (laughs) I love how you said compartmentalize that scene and that move, that like sexual position. And I'm just like, I'm not. (laughs) I haven't. Again, I can compartmentalize that. It's a scene. It's a show. It's I get it. I get the whole mentality behind like you're in a scene and this is what we do in a scene. Now the scene's over. We are now back to like real life now in a sense. I'm just saying after the scene where I'm supposed to be on display, we're no longer in the scene. So now I'm going to be like, can I like get a, a blanket? Like, can I mouth off sassily with my boobs covered? I don't know. I just feel like if that was me, I would be like, can I have a minute? I would be like, thank you. A busted can of biscuits up there. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then in the meantime, we're just like holding court and like playing political games. Naked. And I'm just like, can I have a minute? And here's like thank my, you. my roles. Like, yo. Really? <laughs> and I'm just like, good for them. I'm not shaming it. Again, this is like the world I wish that I lived in where I was this confident and like sexuality and like, nudism wasn't like a thing but like in my mind when i'm reading it i'm like is no one gonna talk about this no he's like nice tits uh hey thanks for the show (laughs) anyway she's like go to my mother i fucking changed i'm no longer her second (laughs) bitch and it's like your tits are out and you're naked and you're like in a sex coma (laughs) like i just have a moment where i'm like is no one else feeling awkward? Because I'm no, feeling awkward. No, they're all invited here to do this. <laughs> and Eros is like, nah, okay, bitch, bye. And then Eros leaves and like sits down and has a threesome. Like, yeah, basically. I really do want to go to a, like, a sex club to witness for myself what I would be like. But then a part of me is terrified because this is what you would get. Me being like, oh my God, nudism. Whoa. It would be me like, 
I, I'm awkward. Someone would be finishing a scene and you'd see Hallie and I like handing out towels. <laughs> like, here you go. Literally, here's to a cover, robe. To cover here's yourself. a robe. Here's to cover a robe. Yourself. To cover yourself. To here's cover. some water. Do you want a snack? How's your blood sugar? They would Please be, let me know. They would be like, no, no, we don't want that. We'd be like, no, no, you do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> please, please let me mother you right now. Like, please. <laughs> you and I don't ever need to go to a sex show. We will not. But then I also, look, this whole book, I'm like, I was in a tailspin. So that that's my reaction. But then I think about my time. I, I, we love strip clubs. Taylor and I love strip oh. clubs. Like, <laughs> I you was meant to work me. in a strip club. Not as a stripper. As a bartender. Like, just to be, yes, like, I want to be there. Like, I want to be a bouncer at a strip club. Like, I will take care of those girls. I Listen, love those girls. I want to be a mother in a strip club setting. Like, I want to be like a madam of the strippers. Like, yes. don't touch my girls. Fuck off. They're amazing. I love strippers, period. I love them. I have so much respect the for them. The last time... We, we went to a strip club. Steven went to get a drink at the bar and he was like, okay, go to the ATM, get out a hundred dollars. Done. I was like, okay. Get out 300. I did. <laughs> I got out $300. Don't be cheap, Steven. And Don't he comes cheap. and sits down. He hands me my like vodka, whatever, vodka Red Bull. Cause that's my, <laughs> my choice of drink is a vodka Red Bull when I'm feeling myself. And, and we always feel ourselves in a strip club. I could rule the world from a strip club. When I tell you, I like, Steven is like, you will leave me for a stripper. And I'm like, I 100%, 100% will leave you to watch them do what they do. It is so much fun. I love throwing dollars. I, I, I like become I friends it. with them. Oh. Like in my mind, I am friends with them. My, okay story time in college at Galette's, they would take us to on um, Halloween. They would treat us to a night in Birmingham and we would go to fucking Sundays. Lo- oh, we would place. I love that place. When we would go to Sundays, I got so fucking wasted, like so fucking wasted. I thought there was a chair. I tried to sit down. I didn't. And then Galette's, the owner would hand all the girls $500 in cash. To like do with what you will at the strip club that evening. And you're like, fuck yeah, let me do it. So here I was. I po- That's not Well, I pocketed 300 <laughs> And I spent 200 So when I woke up in the morning and I- We got bills to pay. Yeah, yeah. We were paying for ourselves in college. I didn't have, there was no support. <laughs> I have tuition to pay. I had tuition. This $300 is going to be it. So then you're in there. Steven said, I, I wake up the next morning. We're back at Steven's uh, like apartment. Like he, and he is looking at me, he is in disgust. Like he is like, <laughs> and like he's on the couch. I come in, I saw my boots on. Like that's how <laughs> fucked up I was. He t- but that just like solidifies what a strip club night is like. He that's told, how wild it is. He told me, he was like, Taylor, you tried to get on the stage. I was like, 100% feels accurate. He's like, you tried to sit down in a chair, completely missed, just boom, right onto the ground. So fucking drunk. He's like, you threw up in the bathroom. You then went outside and smoked a cigarette in the stripper area, made friends with all the strippers. <laughs> He's like, and then we're leaving and I'm like corralling you. And I sit you on the steps because you have left your purse in a fucking strip club unattended. Thank God your things are in it. And he's like, then I come back out and you've got your arm around some bald dude saying, Steven, take me home. And he's like, obviously I am not the bald man. Like when I tell you, Hallie, he was so upset with me. He's like, I'm disgusted in you right now. Until this day, Till this day, I follow the strippers from Instagram. 
We had. You're so nice. No, we had a girl. She remembers us from that night. Now she's an exotic animal seller. She sells exotic (sighs) animals. Tiger King. She sells the, like she transports them, like servals and stuff like that. She Mm. saw that Steven and I got engaged and had a wedding. She sent us a fucking wedding gift, Hallie. That's incredible. So that's it. That's my story. I love a stripper. Okay, bye. Yeah, I (laughs) I love a good stripper story. I have many of them. But so then that side of me is like, actually, me in a strip club, I see nothing wrong with anything. Let me see your tits. So maybe I wouldn't be. Yeah, I think it's like we're thinking about it because we're sitting in our rooms, like, or we're like have a face mask on, reading these, <laughs> yeah. these books and like like fucking trunchable, and we're like, how could she just be out with her tits out? <laughs> how fucking could she? How could she do this? It's not even out her tits out. It's that she's now like, <laughs> like she's she's having conversations with strangers about the political part of their plan. Like there is a war coming, and you're gonna have war chats. Naked with your chafed body in front of people? Like, like you have, I, yeah, I, I, this, this part really stumped me. Like, I got really caught up in like the post sex part of it. I was just like, I feel like that you want them to take you seriously, maybe cover your tits if you're going to issue this warning or don't. I mean, that's cool too. I just like, I think. I think we're just not there. I just think yeah. we're not in there, that place. I agree. Moving and on, I agree. I just, that's it. That, that was my thought process, though. I would have handed her, like, a like an Afghan or hey, something. before I come over and, like, I don't know, threaten you, Eros, um, I'm going to, like, help you out a little and threaten you with your clothes on. But that's fine. I get it. Cool. <laughs> Got it. Could, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Of all the things to get caught up on, that's what I'm most like, we could, on. We could, we could go on and on. Cause, like, yeah, I'm really good. <laughs> That was fun. Yeah, arrows and her tits are just <laughs> Yeah. Like, could you not like be a pig for five seconds? Like, can you not? We're just not gonna like And then he wants to know at the end of the book why Hades kicked him out of his club. Maybe because you were like doing this. I don't know. You're being know. a jerk. There, we uh, meet with Hermes and Dionysus. Basically, Hermes is like, yo, was that meant to be a joke? Because it wasn't. Like, what are you doing? Like, are you guys stupid? Like, are you really going to cause some issues now? And he's like, that's a part of my plan, Hermes. (laughs) 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 Suck on that, dude. (laughs) Everyone just saw her badge. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is so Dionysus. Like, yeah, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Such a bro. Yeah. So... All of them go, whatever. So then he takes her upstairs, carries, God forbid, carries her out of the room, which is also my favorite. Like, come on, my dear. So let me take her naked limb body out. Whisk her away. Let me parade her through. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. We're going to my room so we can fuck. (laughs) What is it? What's our song? Our sorority song? Goodbye. Goodbye. What was it? And don't forget bye-bye. Bye-bye. And don't forget my tits. Wait. What if they – wait. <laughs> so many people that listen to this are, like, not from this album. Like, don't get what door songs are. Oh, Although, there was a big TikTok phenomenon around rushing a sorority in Alabama, what, last spring yeah. on TikTok? Yeah. So maybe they do know because that went wild. But we we were – a part of those houses that did these. They're called door we, songs. More than anything, we were the house with the most 
loudest. The loudest and the most like obnoxious. Obnoxious, biggest physical. Physical. Like, like physical. We looked like Hallie and I also were like front two rows. Like we were not We were, yeah. Hallie and I our sophomore year were not fucking playing around with our fucking cheer for Pi Fi. Okay. Yeah. We were I was like ready to roll. Like I was meant to do this, all right? Like, <laughs> like it was my job. Me and my bright ass blonde bob were fucking here. Like, I was in the, the skit. And like I prided myself on my door song technique. Oh you know? yeah. Like, I thought this when was. When I got the pulled up out of line for bouncing and clapping, and Emily was like, Do you see the way Taylor is bouncing and clapping? You need to be bouncing and clapping. I was like, Yeah, bitches, do you see the way I'm fucking bouncing and Get clapping? <laughs> We legit thought we were like solving world hunger with this door song, okay? Like legit. Anyways, my rant is this door song. You should go look it up if you've ever seen it. That's what like you're talking about when she's leaving. I'm like the yeah. goodbye song. I'm like, <laughs> I would have died. If they that all started like, is yeah. hilarious. Goodbye, Persephone. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, good day, my servants. Good day. Like, here's my tit. Here's my and other tit. <laughs> okay whatever oh, so she's sorry. like ah, Hades I like I know your secret and he's like what <laughs> what's that <laughs> he's all she's like you snarl and snap and growl she's like describing a wolf <laughs> but you've got an ooey gooey center beneath that crusty exterior basically calls him out on being a state of mineral basically she's like whatever and he's like no, I don't. I don't brood. He's like, I see you. I see you, Hades. I know what you're doing here. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I I don't brood. She's like, you're the definition of brooding. So finally he was like, she's like, okay, we need to talk about like, we're in this together. We need to talk like the rest of winter. You need to tell me the whole Demeter thing. Cause it was brought up by Hermes. She's, he's like, finally, like, if I don't return you, she'll cut off supplies to the lower city. And she's like, she's threatening to starve them. And he's like, Pfft. No, I got this. Come on. I got a plan. What are you talking about? I'm the man with the plan. Okay. I'm the man around town. Hey, that, nothing, nothing will break me down. <laughs> so, so finally, she's like, um, do you mind if we have sex? Because, <laughs> like, you didn't finish. Like, we go from this. The eyes are there. <laughs> well, it's just funny. Like, we go from this, like. Oh my God, tell me what my mother said. Oh, wait, you have a plan? Okay, let's fuck. <laughs> In that case, give me that day. Hang up. So he's like, <sighs> okay, fine. She's like, I need you. And he's like, I want you naked. She's, he's like, I hope you're prepared to wait. She's, he's like, I'm not. Don't move. And then he takes a blade that she says is warm because it's been close to his skin. And he cuts the strap, cuts the other strap. And this gives him, like, this takes off everything that she's wearing. You want to cut my clothes off me? Oh my god! You can do it any day of the week. Like if Stephen took his fucking like buck knife out, is that what they're called? And he was like, <laughs> like he just shink. I would love it. I. That's one way to set the mood. Yeah. So finally, he's like, my lady boner would be full ninety. Stephen would be like, if I was like, babe, please introduce, take my knife <laughs> off, take my clothes off with a knife. He would go get like a steak knife. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could be your intro into blood play. We'll start with cutting my clothes. Oh. Then you can nick my skin. Oh, my God. I want to nick his skin. <laughs> oh, mean, okay. No, no, no. I'm telling you, you're actually a dominant, I think. I, I want think to you look. dominate Steven's ass like nobody's tomorrow. Wow. 
We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Stay tuned. I'll let you know. And this, this week on Let's Talk About Smut. Taylor is dominant now. <laughs> Taylor. Let me tell you about my scene. <laughs> Taylor did a scene with her husband. Stephen cried. <laughs> he would cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's such a softie. Stephen is. Bless him. Stephen is the definition. You want to talk about cinnamon roll? Cinnamon roll. He is. He just lets me. A- he just lets me stop around this house. <laughs> he does. And he's like, "You go on, girl." He's like, "That's right. You do you it. You just keep stomping, babe. Stop you keep doing it, honey. Stomp, stomp, stomp." So whatever. Okay, fine. You, hey. fly, you fly that freak flag, honey. Do what you need to do. Let me read that thing again in your book. <laughs> okay, we gotta get through this. I'm okay, sorry. We're done. I'm sorry. Guys. Okay, so he's like. Listen, we'll do this, but like you're gonna still play by my rules. And he's, she's like, Yeah, for sure. Thank you. And he's like, Keep your hands here. And she's like, Okay. And then he kind of like he has her on the bed, like lays her back on the bed, and then he kneels between and spreads her thighs, which fucking Christ. Like, put me I would just come from that. Like, I would just be like if someone told me to like put my hands over my head and told me to keep him there and then <laughs> spread my legs open. I had no idea what was going on. And this was all by touch and not by sight. Yeah. Cause he turns the lights off because he has scars and he doesn't want her to see them. And she's That's like, why she can't like touch him or like anything. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's weird. very Christian gray at all. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. But so then finally he drags his tongue over her and she's like, Oh, <laughs> which I would too. And she, he growls. God forbid a man doesn't fucking growl in a goddamn book, but grabs it. her thighs, presses them up and out. So he's like holding her completely open. And he's, she's like, there's no savoring. There's no teasing. There's no tempting me. He goes after my pussy. Like he's never, he'll never get this chance again. Like he needs there's the P word. There it is. <laughs> pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Like he needs my orgasm more than he needs his next breath. And so finally they get back and forth to this. She's like, can I touch you now, please? And he's like, you are, you are touching me. Your vagina's on my mouth. (laughs) She's like, no, that's not what I mean. Like, can I, can I touch you? Blah, blah, blah. And, but she like real, she's starting to catch on here. She doesn't want to disobey him. So she like waits. Yeah. She like waits for him to get on She's now her submissive role fully. Yeah. So then he's like, Okay, he she touches him, then she starts to realize the scars. He kind of like shudders, blah blah blah, everything like that. And he is like, "You're terrible at submission." And she's like, "Wrong." And then I'm really excellently, I'm actually really good at submission. I'm equally <laughs> excellent, at, excellent at communicating what I want when I want. That's called being adaptable. Hello, we love that. And she's like. Hades. He's like, yes. Promise me that I can give you a blowjob soon. When I was like, shut the fuck up. No one wants to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it. I need you inside me too much right now, but I want that. That's it on that. Yeah. And then he's like, man tells, man handles her. She realizes like, like she, at this point, like they have sex and he tells her to like touch yourself. I want you to feel like, I want you to feel that no witnesses, no audience. It's just for like me this time, all that stuff. And she realizes her two kinks. She likes the voyeurism and she likes the rough play. So when he does that pretending thing of like, there's no one here, but pretend there's someone here. She's like, that's me. And she realizes that rough hate, rough play and manhandling is her thing. Yeah. Very steamy scene. And then this, she stays with him tonight. She doesn't go back to her room. After this night, she stays in his room forever. So honestly, the plot here 
nothing really happens until the very end. <laughs> Let's just say that. Let's just say we get a lot of nothing. <laughs> and it was giving me really bad anxiety because I'm like, is no one concerned what's happening across the river? I will tell you. I am. <laughs> yeah, has anyone thought about <laughs> I'm concerned. Anything going on. But I did think like when you <laughs> – when you told me, you were like, Taylor, I'm really nervous. It's like still into my, like I'm only, like three chapters from the end is when things happen. Yeah, I was very anxious. So, but we get some great sexy yeah. scenes and that's what we're here for. So thank you, Katie Robert. Um, the next morning, uh, Hermes texts Hades and tells him that he has a meeting with 13. Basically, it's more of the same. It's a Zoom call. All the 13 are there. Demeter and Zeus are demanding he give Persephone back. He tells them Persephone is free to return when she wants. And Demeter tells him to prove it. Enter Persephone wrapped in the sheets, looking all, <laughs> all sexy, glowy, and tells her mother off. Basically is like, fuck you. I'm happy here with Hades. I'm not coming back. And then hangs up on the 13. I love this, like, sassy, ballsy side of Persephone. She just closes the really laptop. Nice. Like, fuck it, bye. Yeah. And Hades is like, you just hung up on the 13. Like, that's like equivalent to, like, if we had the president on the phone and you just hung up on the president. Like, bye. you don't do that. But Persephone, like, I ain't scared. I'm with you. What is <laughs> it's it? It's like, please. Goodbye, Joe Byron. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Byron. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> Bing bong. That's literally Persephone. <laughs> so then, of course, Persephone still wants the dick. She's still hung up on this blowjob that she has yet to give him. And she's, like, giving him the eyes and, like, whatever. And he's like, do you want something, little siren? And she's like, well, you promised if I was good and I got on my knees and asked nicely, I could have your dick. Then we go back to like this Father Bell priest mode of Hades where he's like, you don't have to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my, oh my God. God, she came to you. Like, stop it. She's on her fucking knees. Put your dick in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yes, I'm aware. Telling me I don't have to do anything I don't want to do is ridiculous because I want to do everything with you. Absolutely everything. There is your consent from here on forward if it wasn't clear enough. No more asking, Hades. Like, that was it. That was her. There we go. Her eyes are now, like, dark, and she starts going down on him. And he kind of gets, like, lost in his head, and she kind of, like, brings him back and is, like, stop being so – I love this. Stop being so freaking nice to me and tell me what you want. And he's, like, shocked, and he's, like, I want to fuck your mouth until you cry. And she's, like, there. Was that so hard? Just let me do – just do that. <laughs> yeah. And then he takes her to his room where he's going to, like, repay the favor. This time, she just saddles up on his face. Ride it. And My pony. he goes, don't hold back, little siren. You know you want to be wicked. Can we talk about the word wicked? Is Katie Robert from Boston? Right, but I think she's, he's talking about, like, do you want to be wicked? No, my point is they say the word wicked so many times we'll get to another scene where all I do is talk about, oh, is that wicked? That feels wicked. I'm like, stop saying wicked. Like, I can't. I wonder if in the term of it, like, because wicked in Boston means cool. Like, that's fucking wicked, man. In this, I wonder if they're um, talking about being There is a scene rude. where that definitely is it. Because he's like, does, she's like, doesn't this feel wicked? And he's like, so wicked. And I'm like, oh, my God, stop. Like, <laughs> I can't with you two. I didn't even notice. Quit it. <laughs> Anyways, this scene happens, and at the very end, we kind of have this, like, sweet moment where Hades is, like, he eats her out, she comes, but he doesn't stop, and it's because he's like, it's not enough, it's never going to be enough with her, like, 
I want to ensure that no matter where she goes or how much time passes, she'll always remember this, that she'll always remember me. And at this point was where I was like, but she doesn't have to go anywhere. Like if you would just have a communication, Mr. I love communication because I'm a dom. It's like, well, why don't you two communicate with each other and hatch a plan? She doesn't have to leave. No, figure out something. You guys are just fucking each other's brains out and not saying anything. So next chapter, Persephone calls to check in on her sisters. Nothing really happens in this conversation except that we learn that things are a little chaotic back home and the sisters are being followed by Zeus's men. Persephone feels guilty for causing them to be in danger. Psyche reassures her, like, no, you need to stay there and do what you're going to do. We can handle ourselves. I really like her sisters in this book. I do, too. They're super supportive. and supportive, and I loved it. Then, after their phone call, Hades finds her in the library and can tell that she's upset about talking to her sisters, and she feels guilty, and so he wants to cheer up. So he tells her he's going to take her somewhere, and they go to the winter market. I loved this scene. Yes, it's a very cute little date. And Hades is so freaking sweet. But it also showed us, again, like, how Hades is as a leader in his town. Like, he knows the city so well. All the people in it. The people love him. We meet Damien, who owns the Euro shop um, that he goes to every week, ever since he was, like, a little boy. Um, It's kind of this time where Hades doesn't have to play a role as the bad guy. And Persephone can see, like, his real self. And it's someone who loves his city, is willing to do anything to help protect them. And on this cute little date, he has this moment of thinking, like, what their life could be if they weren't playing this, like, political game. And just them in love and on a date at a separate place is just, like, so cute to me. Well, it gives you freaking world building. Yeah. Yeah. So when they get back to the house, Persephone asks if she can stay in his room. And he's like, duh. And then, like, where are you going to go? Babe? already aware that Hades is a simp in love. He watches her sleep, wishing this could be real. You done love for her. the moment you start watching people sleep. Uh, yeah, you're done for. <laughs> like the moment if you, you think me laying on my bat with my mouth open snoring is cute and hot, you're in love with me. You love it's me because it's not at all. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a vicious sleeper. <laughs> Same. I'm like not a good sleeper. If you think the drool going out of my mouth is like the sexiest thing ever, you're a keeper. I'm like mouth open, like <sighs> yes, <laughs> like <laughs> fucking mouth so, breather. <laughs> here we go again with my anxiety. Three weeks have passed now. We've done like nothing. Five, and <laughs> nothing has been done. Persephone has spent her time exploring the house and the city and fucking Hades. They haven't heard anything from Zeus and are basically just waiting for something to happen. Which is so annoying. And Why don't you guys do something to him? I know. I know. So, while sitting in the library one day, Persephone brings up going back to the the room, the showroom, so they can stick to their plan and continue to, like, twist the knife in Zeus. And she's like, you haven't taken me back to your sex dungeon. And he's like, it's not a sex dungeon. And she's like, it's the very definition of a sex dungeon. But anyways, <laughs> um, he ends up telling her that, like, we've been having a good time and I haven't wanted to share you with the voyeurs from the upper city bomb he loves you we're done yeah we could have just if they would have had a communicative talk right here exactly right this would have been it like what do you mean this this is it right here that she just would have been like well what do you mean and he would have been like well i love you and they would have been like okay let's hatch a plan yeah idiots and he's like you know what you're right though like it's possible they haven't moved yet because we haven't forced them to 
So he is like now gonna go down on her again, but use this time also to talk about their next scene they want to do in the room. And he basically starts to ask her, like, what do you want in this scene? Like, what's one of your fantasies that you want to do? And like, that's basically what we'll do the next party. I did like this scene more than the previous scenes because it's the first time we see Persephone really kind of like insecure and like not so sure and like nervous. She thinks that like what she wants to do, which is to be on the dais in front of everyone, is just like too dirty for them and like too wrong. She doesn't want to have to like say it. And that is so relatable. Like it's really hard to communicate your needs and like your fantasies to your partner. Well, and like that it shouldn't a, be, but it is in reality. But also, that is a that is a, a big thing. It's not just her; it's also him having to do that right. too. So I think that's like it's different when it's behind closed doors. Yeah, but now this is in front of the public. Yeah. So she's like hesitant, and he's like, "With all that we've done last few weeks, like, what could you possibly want that has you hesitating?" And she's like oh, like, it's just really uncomfortable. And he's like, Persephone, I wasn't, if I, I love this answer. If I wasn't ready to give you whatever you need, I wouldn't have asked. Men, if you want to know how to be a damn good sexual partner to your your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever, That's how. this is the answer right here. Like, you don't ask unless you are prepared for the answer, first of all. Yeah. Second of all. It's like, what if it's me? I want to yeah. stick it up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> So he like starts to kind of like reenact their first time in the showroom. He like puts her back in that position of like sitting in his lap, facing outward. He starts, you know, play with the clue a little bit. And he's like, tell me, tell me, tell me. Like, does this bring up memories for you being back in the room? Because he kind of like already knows, I feel like, where she's going to go with it. And she ends up telling him like, I want to be on the dais and like have you claim me in front of everyone. But she's like, I know that you don't like being exposed like that. And he ends up telling her, again, here's a great little, take some notes, people. Do you think there's anything I wouldn't give you while you're mine? Fucking anything, little siren. So she's like, I give it cool. all to you. Done. And so then she, he demonstrates what he will do on the dais and bends her over the chair, flips her skirt up. Goes to Pound Town. Gives the real one, too. <laughs> and I do love that they kind of have, like, a sweet moment here where he basically tells her that he's hers. Like, he's like, your pussy is mine to do with as I please, in public, in private, wherever I want it. The way you little siren are mine. And she goes, if I'm yours, then you're mine, too. And he says, yes, fuck yes, I'm yours. Great scene. Wow. My heart. Loved it. Then they go to the room where Persephone asks to keep the lights on so that she can see his scars. And he trusts her now enough to show them to her. And it was such a little sweet moment. I did love that because, like, obviously we don't know about the trauma and how he got these scars. Basically, he was, like, caught on the fire and he got burned at three years old is what we know. That's all we know of it. Yeah. So it's, like, it is sweet because I think it's something, like, he doesn't open up. Obviously, he... It's cool just hanging out in the lower city and no one knowing him. So it was. It was like a moment where you're like, they're sealed. He also like says that like he had a partner before and he like didn't accept 
Hades, like, scars, and, like, he thought they were, like, ugly, and so I really like that he got some acceptance from Persephone, because she's like, uh, you're fucking beautiful, like, your scars are Oh, wow, you got a couple scars. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what? Come on. I've got mommy issues. It's fine. (laughs) So... The next morning, here we go. This is going to be a fun one. (laughs) The next morning, Persephone, or maybe I think it's actually like another week or something goes by, but they're in the bed the next morning, and she brings up the topic of protection. We have the protection chat. Hey, I mean, Persephone won't stop using protection. Hades is, of course, like, no, you don't have to do this. I don't want to force you. Shut up, Hades. Like, shut If she up. doesn't want to have a condom on during sex anymore and you're cool with it, then don't wear the, don't have she a condom. She wouldn't have brought it up. Yeah. You didn't force her. She's she's asking you to stop wearing a condom. Like, shut. Read the Do room. It. So it gets to a point where he keeps, like, saying no, that Persephone is, like, he, she asked him if he doesn't want to do this and if that, and that it's okay if he doesn't. And Hades is, like, shocked because it's the first time anyone has ever worried about his feelings and his comfort level. And I feel like that's kind of, for doms, yes, but, like, for men in general, I feel like nobody, like, really asks, like, this softer side of, like, it's okay. Like, you can, <laughs> you cannot want things and, like, tell me. Like, it's fine. And he finally gets this with Persephone. And they agree to stop using protection. And Persephone rides his dick. And this is where we have the wicked conversation. She's like, he's like, you like wicked, don't you? And she's like, this feels so wicked. And he's like, so wicked. I'm like, oh my God. I don't think they met wicked in Boston. I think I took it as they meant it like as we're being like evil. Like this feels. We can say it one time. We don't need to be like, it feels so wicked. Like I would never say that during sex ever, (laughs) period. (laughs) Like end of story. This is so wicked. I will like, say this constant. So this- oh, you like being wicked. And she's like, I love being wicked. Like, oh my God, stop you two. Like, enough. I was having like, a really hard time at this point um, placing them in like a time, like where they are in time. Does that make sense? It's been like no, five no, no, weeks. No, 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 not that. Like oh, actually, like oh. we're ta- saying it being modern. Oh. And how they speak to each other and what they're doing Their and how they talk. Their conversations and dialogue get very, like, this isn't how we talk today. Right, exactly. It almost took so, on, like, are we back in, like, the Greek right. times again? Like, or, it took like, me a second not. to not, I, like, I didn't understand, like, I'm like, this is a modern day retelling. I, if Steven and I were doing this and I was like, yo, don't use economy more, he'd be like, you sure? And then he'd, like, come in two no, there seconds. Are, there are multiple points <laughs> where, like, the dialogue gets a little, huh? For me, and it's because she's like she almost like couldn't pick a direction that she wanted to go with this almost, and it was like it sounds kind of awkward to me. Whatever. I'm like, reading dialogue, and it doesn't flow with like the conversation. Like it doesn't sound the way that. And it that's would why sound this part of the book and their sex that they're having in this part of the book with these heavy conversations are re- were really hard for me because I was like, this just isn't. This doesn't. This doesn't make sense. I wanted to be more like relatable and realistic, and sometimes it is. Other times, it's like, okay, I know for a fact I'm reading a fantasy book now. <laughs> yeah, like this is not real. Um, it's also the first time we kind of see the power dynamic switch here. Persephone's definitely the dominant one here. She's writing him. He's not really doing anything. He's letting her kind of set the scene. She ends up like grabbing his hand and like making him choke her, like. 
I can appreciate a writer taking on the task of, like, showing a man in a more, not feminine role, but, like, a softer side. Like, not making him so one-dimensional. I respect it. I understand it. But for my personal taste, I wanted, we talked about this over text, I wanted Hades to have a little more grit and a little yeah. more roughness, um, like, around the edges. Like, not even sexually, but, like, just himself. Like, he was almost like this sweet little, like, innocent little kitten. And, like, that's fine. It's just not my thing. I've ruined myself yeah. with dark romances, I think, to where if it's anything less than, like, some asshole, I'm just like, ah, okay, cool. I hate this. <laughs> well, and yeah, I want help. him to have a little more grit. He's so perfect. Hades is, like, too perfect He's too perfect. And then, like, I know you're about to lead to it because I know what you're about to talk about next. And then this is when, like, the next scene happens. It shows you, like – how he's just so he's so soft he's so so soft a soft like i want to cuddle him not that like i want to rip his clothes off (laughs) exactly like i just want to give you a hug i just want to give you a hug yeah so they end up having sex whatever haiti makes a comment about how he should have known better because oh here's my aunt with persephone that now we're on things haiti makes a comment in his inner dialogue about how he should have known better because once persephone sets her path she races down it. Like, damn the consequences. She's going to do it. And I get so many mixed descriptions of Persephone. It really kind of irks me. We don't know who they, she is. Exactly. They say a hundred times, or Katie and a hundred times, how she always has a plan. She's super type A, like, blah, blah, blah. But we never see her do that role. We only see her like this. Like he said, racing down a path unknown. Screw it. I'm going to do what I want to do. And maybe... This is because she feels safe enough to do that with Hades. Maybe this is really who she is when she's away from the upper city. There is a comment made how, like, Persephone doesn't know who she is, and she's hoping that one day she'll figure it out. Maybe they start figuring it out. But, again, I'm going to use the word lazy. I felt there it needed to be explained better and needed to be developed better because it, it just irked me when I was reading it of, like, that dynamic. Well, it just didn't feel... It just doesn't feel like the development of where she needs to be at this point is there. I agree. And then it makes it like we're, you know, pretty close to like we're getting closer to the last 10-ish chapters of the book. And it's like we still don't – we don't know what you are. Yeah. So then it makes the end of the book when she does the actions that she does, you're like – And she does finally come into her own. It's like, whoa. And I get you. Wow. I understand – I can understand and empathize what Katie's doing here for a personal preference. I just wasn't – the biggest fan of it. Right. Right. So, next scene, we have the best scene of the whole fucking book. We have the puppies. <laughs> they are out about in town. Persephone sees a pet shop. They're going in. And they end up adopting, like, three puppies. That's, that's and really I it. love how Hades <laughs> is like, oh, because they're, like, abandoned puppies. And he's like, it's a terrible thing not to be wanted. And then he's like, no, I'm not going to get them. And she's like, no, you should. And he's like, it's not a good idea. She says, why? He's like, it's easier not to care. And if you want to know more about Hades, right there is all you need to know. He's a damaged little boy that needs love and nurturing and acceptance. That's it. That's what that scene did right there. And he ends up, like, loving these puppies. Like, loves them. I want you to try um, to pronounce their names. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So then the next day, or the next night, they're getting ready for what I call, like, the greatest show. Because they're going to attempt to... Uh, do their own dais scene here. So I call it the greatest show. <laughs> but leading up to it, Persephone finds Hades playing with the puppies. 
and it's making them late. She's like, we're late. And he's like, it's fine. <laughs> he's playing with his little puppies. And we get into this conversation about naming the puppies, which leads to a really big emotional scene with these two. Um, he ends up, she's like, you need to name them. And he's like, I'm going to name them dog. And she's like, you can't name them dog. So he's <laughs> like, I'm going to call this one Cerebrus. Cerberus. Cerberus, which if Greek mythology, you know, that is Hades' actual three-headed dog in the myths. Um, but then he has other two that are males and he wants Persephone to name them. And she's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And it's because they know that she's leaving. So then they start this conversation. And he ends up telling her, like, if we were different people in different circumstances, I would get down on my knees and beg you to stay at the end of the winter. I would move heaven and earth and the underworld itself to keep you with me. And she replies, if we were different people, you wouldn't have to beg. I'd plant my roots right here in this house, and they would take a catastrophic event to make me walk away. If being the key word. And he goes, we're not different people. And she says, no, we're not different people. This would have been the moment to communicate a different plan so y'all can be together. This is a declaration of love. Right here. (laughs) You didn't the finish communication trope is sending me. Well, and that's what I'm saying. They need to stop. Like, you just adopted three puppies together. Who's going to take care of these the puppies? Yeah. And he's like, we adopted. You adopted three puppies. We adopted three puppies. And she was like, no, I'm leaving. So then he ends up saying, like, well, just leave me a piece of you, little siren. Name the pups. And so she names them. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Charbidus. No. Cribidus. <laughs> Cribidus and Skilla. Skyla. Skyla. I was close on that one. <laughs> Which are two little like sea monsters, right? Yeah, good job. Thank you. Cribidus Thank you. Skyla. And Greek mythology. So they get past that. It is now showtime. Persephone is nervous. And when Hades kind of sees her, like kind of put her mask, her metaphorical mask down, he immediately calls it off. And... I do kind of like what he does here. Like, he knows that she now, like, doesn't really want to do it anymore, but he kind of takes the blame. He's like, no, we're not doing this. I don't want to share you. Yeah, like, I did like that because she sits there and tries to be, like, so, like, hardcore. Hardcore. I'm fine. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And she's like, we don't, you don't have to. Like, no, it's me. I don't want to do this. I'm sorry. I thought that was really I did like that. Um, So they decide to keep it in the shadows of the throne like last time. But unlike last time, Hades is here to send a fucking message. And she ends up like going down on him in on the throne. In the middle while he's like looking at everyone, watching them, he realizes that like, yes, yeah, some people are like into it, but a lot of people are like show like they're worried about her. And he hates it. Like he hates this story that they are making up saying that like he took her and she's like she's being forced. Yes. He like can't stand it and so he decides that he is going to even the playing field here and she he says that like this woman deserved doesn't deserve to be on her knees she deserves to be worshipped she deserves to be on the throne as my equal and I intend to put her there so once he finishes he puts her in the throne and then kneels before her sending this huge message like oh shit it's not just one-sided and he says, like, I thought she was like a queen before, but I was fucking wrong. She's a goddamn goddess. Oh, why can't Sean say these things to me? Like, I just don't She's understand. She's a goddess. I just don't understand. <laughs> so next chapter, Hades pays tribute to his queen. And he goes down on Persephone in front of everyone. 
and it's a big moment, right? Uh, there's a huge shift in the power dynamic between them, especially whenever he's going down on her and she finally commands him to, like, make me come and she's holding his head and he doesn't question it. Like, he just completely follows her demand and submits. And she realizes now what, what he's doing and it's showing everyone, like, they're equals. Yeah, like, she's here because she wants to She's the one in charge right now, not him. And... If that wasn't enough, when they're done, he stands her up and makes this big-ass declaration to the whole fucking room. So dramatic. She's mine. Yeah, be sure when you go running back to your high-rises and glamorous lives in the upper city that you're telling the full truth of what happened here tonight. She's mine and I'm hers. (laughs) Then they, like, leave the room. They leave the room. He is in an emotional meltdown, basically. Existential crisis is happening in Hades' mind right now. And he just starts, like, word vomiting all of his feelings. I love you. Yeah, literally. I love you. They don't see me. No one, like, literally, you're not holding court tonight? Fuck them. And then we go into, they don't see me. No one fucking sees me but you. Um, I swore I wouldn't do this. What we have isn't simple, but it's the most honest. I've been with another person for as long as I can remember. This means something. Even if it doesn't mean something to you, it does to me. She agrees that it means something to her as well. As if it wasn't already, like, you just declared your love with the puppies. Like, stop it. Yeah. So then he's like, give me a minute. This isn't your fault. It's shit in my head. I just need a minute. And so she ends up, like, holding him. And he's like, you already sucked my cock. And she was like, I'm not here to suck your fucking cock, dickwad. I'm here to, like. Love you. (laughs) I'm here to nurture you and, like, give you some comfort. Like, calm down. And. They end up, he ends up saying, like, it's going to hurt whenever you leave. And she's like, I meant, he's like, I meant what I said before. I won't ask you to stay. I know that's not possible. But it is possible. I don't understand. And she's like, you know, three months felt like an eternity when I agreed to this. And he's like, it doesn't feel like an eternity now. And she realizes, like, I'll never see Hades again. And then we get to, like, her point of it all was that, she, like, knew if she was going to be, like, Zeus's captive if she married him. And, like, being here with Hades is, like, another form of captivity. Which I'm, like, that's all based on perspective. And you can change that. Like, I don't understand why this is so fucking dramatic. I'm not understanding it at all. Well, and it's just, like, it's, like, this is the point. Have the conversation. Like, this is it. Like, now we need to figure it out. Guys. I will say, though, Katie Robert gave me the gift that I needed in this book, and it is this scene right here with Hades. Oh, my God. My hands-down favorite, most swoon-worthy, most amazing scene right here. They end up, like, going to have sex. And he ends up putting her on his dresser and is, like, banging the shit out of her. And she goes to, like, close her eyes, and he tells her to watch because – Watch how much you need me in this moment. When you're free and chasing that dream of life you want, you remember how good it felt to be filled by me, little siren. He then slams her into the wall again and says, someday when you let some asshole seduce you and you're riding their cock, remember tonight and know that they will never compare to me. You think of me when they're inside you. Where has this man been? This is Daddy Hades. This is what I needed. This is Daddy Hades. Give us that. Give us that. And she's like, don't be cruel. He goes, I am cruel. 
Woo! Okay. Well, it's funny, Hades, because like you literally have been the whole book, but welcome. Then he slams her again and says, you've ruined me, Persephone. Forgive the fuck out of me if I don't return the favor. Mic drop. Okay. Oh. Yummy. Okay. Yummy. Got it. We're good. That was the best scene, hands down, entire book for me right there. That well, I think it. it's just like, because we finally get actual, like, gruff, gritty, your mind. It's not pretty. It's not politically correct. It's not, oh, I'm being mean to her. It's like, no, you're actually, like, being selfish and an asshole and, like, with your declarations. And it's fucking beautiful. It's so good. So good. Well, that was the best. Okay. Let's finish this up. Let's All wrap right. this up. So, here we go. We move on. They finish up their hot sex scene. They're laying in bed, whatever. She's asleep. All of a sudden, her phone starts to ring. We see, well, Eurydice is talking to Persephone. She's like, there's someone following me. I'm supposed to meet Orph Orphesis. Orpheus. Orphesis. <laughs> but he like, never showed up. And then she was waiting at this bar, and this guy got super pushy. So I left. And then all of a sudden, that guy's now following her. There's no calves. I don't know what to do. And then Hades is like, she needs to get over to us for safety. But we can't go to her. She needs to come to us. You know, same, same. And she's like, you need to cross the river sticks. You're to see you go to this certain bridge. We'll meet you there. So we get there. Um, whole brigade gets there. Then we see Eurydice. She kind of comes out of the fog. She's limping. She's been hurt. The man's following her. And he kind of grabs, he grabs Eurydice. And Persephone kind of like freaks out, blah, blah, blah. And Hades can't take Persephone being in pain. So he rushes over to the guy. He crosses the magical barrier line into the upper city territory. So now he's broken the treaty and he starts beating the shit out of obviously one of Zeus's men. And no, oh, no, he doesn't. Oh my God. I thought this was so, Oh my God. This is so fucking cliche. He pulls it. The guy pulls a Zeus's guy pulls a knife on Eurydice and Hades fucking perfect. Hades has the perfect shot. Shoots the guy's hand and ah, knife's gone. And then he comes out and he beats the shit out of this guy. It's like super violent, whatever. And they get Eurydice's, she's back at the house. So now there's like the aftermath of all of this. Like they now know. And Hades is like shame spiraling for use, losing his cool on the guy. Oh my and God, I'm which like, is so stupid. Please stop. I like, hate when guys do this. Persephone's going to hate me now because I lost my temper. No, she's not. You just saved her sister. Like shut the fuck up. Like it's so annoying. He's like, I was violent. I was violent in front of her. She's going like, to think I'm I can't with like, this. I'm like, stop. But I hate when like, there's, we've read so many books from men do this and it's like, just, I know, blah, 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 I know, stop I know, it. I know. So now they know that like war is probably going to start. So then they're like, okay. Hades goes, he's like, I need to have a plan. I know that they're going to infiltrate the city. What are we going to do about my people? Blah, blah, blah. He's going back and forth. He talks with Andreas. And then in walks Hermes, who's not even supposed to be able to enter right now because security is supposed to be so good. But she's able to get in there. And she delivers Zeus's message to Hades, um, which is basically like, if you let her go, aka Persephone, give her back, I won't be as hard on the situation of all this. And maybe we can let it go. No fear, guys. We don't know the plan, but Hades has a plan. We don't know what it is, but we've been told Hades has a plan. Okay. Hades ain't got no fucking plan. Yeah, he's got no fucking plan, but he says, I have a plan. And we're like, okay, great. You have a plan. What's the plan? We don't know. So <laughs> that's literally what this book does to you. You're like, what's the plan? But Persephone has a plan. But so does Persephone. Persephone gets the same message from Zeus being like, come back. I won't be tough on you. Blah, blah, blah. Come back. I'll like be nice, whatever. And she's like, no, he's still going to be this way. Blah, blah. So then she tells Hermes, yo, I need you to go to my mom and deliver this message. 
We don't know what the message is, but then Demeter comes back and she accepts. So then all of a sudden we've got Persephone. She's like, yo, I'm going to put on my black, have my black dress parade. I'm going. The dark I'm queen is here. Yeah, the dark queen. If she's going back, she's going back in style. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to make a statement. So <laughs> she leaves, doesn't tell, leaves Eurydice. She's like, Eurydice, come with me. And Eurydice is like, no, I'm going to stay here. And she doesn't she's tell like, him. Yeah, that she's leaving either. So she just leaves. Like, at this point, you could have just told Hades. Like, yo, Hades, let's talk about this plan. I think because she knew Hades would, like, not allow it and then would then go, like, turn himself in, I guess. I mean, I guess. But at the same time, I would be like, do not It's do just it. so dramatic that I didn't understand the stakes clearly enough. No, I was like, I, this doesn't have to be gonna this happen? I'm so confused. But also, like, Zeus hasn't even had war yet. Like, he's even said anything with war yet. Like, why haven't you guys talked? Like, you guys are just in two separate bedrooms. So Hermes helps her sneak out and helps her get to the tower. Then she enters in. She's in her black dress. Everyone's like, oh, my God. And then. It's basically a parallel to the beginning. Yes. Except now she is coming out as I know who I am now. And it's the queen of the underworld. And I'm sure of myself. Oh, you guys all but thought it I literally was, was a parallel to the beginning. But really, I love black. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not a phase, <laughs> <That's me>. mom. <laughs> That's like, me. It's literally what she's doing. So then. The Zeus shenanigans basically is like what I called it. Zeus is like, my fiance, we're back. Makes him take a picture. The marriage is back on. Yeah. Oh, welcome back. We're here. So does that. Then Demeter is sitting next to Zeus and she's, I love how Zeus though, like says to her, like, go back to your house and my people will gather you later. It's like, you finally got her back and now you're sending her away. It's weird. It's like, eh, just make. They're coming after you, Hallie. If you just I'm heard the sign, siren. I'm about to run. <laughs> so. Then she gets back to the house with her mom. They don't say anything. And then finally they talk. And then I love this though, because Persephone calls her mom out on all of her shit. But it then was a showdown that needed to happen. Yes. But then Demeter like tells her, like, listen, why are you acting like a baby to this? Like, you knew the world. I had a plan. And I had a plan the whole time. We would have killed him. Like, if you would have just married the old fat man, we would have killed him with a little bit of poison and you would have been fine. Like, what are you you would have been Hera. I would have been Demeter. We would have ruled this fucking that, what, shit. What the fuck were you thinking? And Demeter is a fucking G. Like, she's actually And now a that gangster. I think about it, I'm like, it's really not a bad idea, guys. <laughs> it really wasn't a like, bad plan. Maybe if she would have filled her in. Correct. Like, you only need, I didn't to, have, have, like, you only need to have sex with Zeus a couple of you times. You never told me. Yeah, we're going to slowly poison him only a couple times he has to be in your <laughs> vagina. And then we'll be fine. But, like, honestly, it's not <laughs> its not crazy. It's not crazy. So, like, in the beginning, we were like, Demeter's crazy. And now I'm like, I mean, she kind of makes sense. No, Demeter is, like, the head of the mafia over here. Like, well, she's like, listen, listen, honey. <laughs> we're po a political family. We put our li lives out there for these fucking people. The people. It's not for you. Like, I'm really sorry that you want to go, like, wear your black clothes and ex escape the world. But you're a political figure, sweetheart. Now she's ready. Now she's like, oh, okay, mom. And she's like, well, maybe <laughs> that it. wasn't so crazy, but I'm kind of upset about it. So, so we then Demeter on. has a fantastic plan. Yeah. So then Demeter and her, they, like, make their deal. Basically, she's like, okay, listen. You need to make sure Hades attends all these fucking events so that we know that 
she so that my power is not messed with. So then people think I have the boogeyman. Well, the boogeyman has in my, my back, back pocket. In my back pocket, and he's scary, and he'll hurt them. Blah blah blah. We're gonna get rid of Zeus, and I'm gonna get the other thirteen on my side. Basically, <laughs> that's that's it. And they're that's like, what happens? Super is he just has to all Hades has to do is show up, and she's like, yeah, great. So then we jump back to Hades, and Hades is like insecure. Oh. <laughs> and he's thinking though, why Persephone left? He's like, I mean. I think it was so funny. He's like, oh, she left. But I mean, like, maybe she is making a statement. I mean, she wouldn't really leave me. <laughs> I mean, like, she loves me, right? Like, she said she loved me. And now she's I gone. was ready to, but like, like, you know, um, the girl from Incredibles. And she's like, pull yourself together. Like, yeah. that's what I was doing. Well, and then I was like, can you please stop? And then my favorite part about all of this is, Eurydice is still fucking there. Do you think yeah. she fucking left you if Eurydice is still there? Yeah. Okay. He slowly Whatever. puts it together, though. Yes, he does. He's like, okay, wait. Maybe she's, she's making a statement. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. She's taking a bullet for me, and I can't let her do that. So I'm going to no. go to Olympus now and get my woman. So now Hermes and Dionysus come. They're like, yo, we're going to give you a ride to the tower. It's your turn. Hermes gives him a them. gun. They're incredible. <laughs> Hermes gives him a gun and delivers a message from Demeter right before he walks in the tower. And he's like, basically, you've got a majority of support from the 13. Do what you have to do. And it was like, okay. So <laughs> he walks into the tower. There's no security. <laughs> There's nothing. This is what's so funny to me is that they're like. The buildup oh, was there. and like, <laughs> Well, this is my favorite thing is. They're like, we're on the threat of war. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Where? Because Zeus, he, he, he's fucking some girl in the bathroom. That's what I was about to get to. So then he's like, let me, let me walk up to Zeus in like office room. Still not, still no security. <laughs> still not here. And Zeus, oh my God, they say flapping in this book. <laughs> and Zeus is in here fucking some rando in the bathroom. And I literally have in my notes, what the fuck? Like, how did we get here? <laughs> There was, like, I was wanting some big moment. We spent the whole book with no plot. I was ready for a war. And like, all we get. The Matrix shit. All and we like get nothing. Zeus is fucking a rando and there's no security. So whatever. <laughs> fine. It's fine. Whatever. We're going to move on because I will fucking be like, you can't. I, my ratings will go away if I talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Keep going. So then keep we going. get to, finally, rando girl runs out zeus is like fixing himself and he walks out and he's all good morning zeus who's gonna who's <laughs> gonna out, i picture it and then they, like, hello like it was like gone right by his face <laughs> no i was thinking like the gangster like turn oh, you know like the side <laughs> like fake make it good morning way. zeus we, we know we know you're not the gangster here demeter is but you fake it till you make it. He's all click, clack, quack, quack. Let's go. It's like Michael Scott in the office. Yeah, for the band gun. On. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then, this is my favorite because at this point, I'm like, Hades, do you have anything to show for yourself? Can you be a big, Nothing. strong man? You can't. Nope. He gets baby fucking boyed by Zeus. Zeus is this old six year old man beating the shit. <laughs> Also, you could have shot him, and then he's yes. like, I can't shoot him because Persephone won't like me if I kill someone. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I get it. You're morally fantastic, but I can't wait. <laughs> well, that's what I'm right saying. Now. Like, Hades hesitates. Hesitates? Hes hesitates. <laughs> he, he does. Hesitates <laughs> to shoot Zeus, and you're like, bruh, like, this could have been over a while ago. <laughs> you're right. This definitely is not the boogeyman. Like, yeah. you, wow. You're not. Like, you're a big fat liar. Persephone would have shot him quicker than Hades. Persephone would have been like, good morning, Zeus. <laughs> Pop. Boom. <laughs> like, 
that would have been that. So then they like, yeah, he gets his ass beat. He's like getting his ass beat. But then they're like fighting over the gun. And then, oh my goodness, there's a misfire into a window. And then the chatters. And then it's just wide open. There's a big gust of wind. And they're fighting. And Zeus missteps and think they don't really realize where they are in the room. And then all of a sudden he winds up to take a swing and falls out a window. And he's gone. He's gone. And Demeter comes to clean it up. Oh, this- and it's like, hey, uh, be sure you uh, take your time to the board again. Bye. My f- that's it. My, my favorite thing is Demeter shows to clean up the mess and goes, "You won't find the body. Pigs, <laughs> pig, body. T- I'm gonna feed Zeus's body to the pigs to get rid of it." <laughs> okay, Hannibal Lecter, okay, like fucking nut job. <laughs> like, but I love her in this moment. I'm like. She's a fucking G. No, she wants like, it done. She's like, this is done, done. So I'll basically, it myself. she's like, you guys are done. And then she gives in their conversation, though. I feel like she almost gave Hades her blessing to be with Persephone. And then yeah. he goes back and sits in the room by himself, and he's like with his puppies. With the puppies. No, this is my favorite thing. He's like with the puppies, and he thinks like, now I'll forever <laughs> be alone because of how violent I've been in the murder of so Zeus. dramatic. And I how can Persephone accept him now? Like, whoa, he's fucking queen. me. You know what? You're right. I wouldn't accept you. <laughs> You're right. I would be like, get your fucking pussy-ass shit out of here. If Stephen came here and was like, Taylor, I did something to protect the whole fucking country, and I was like, I can't be with you because you can't. And I didn't even kill him. I tried to help him. He fell through a window. You didn't even, you didn't even do anything. <laughs> like, you, you got the shit beat out of you. you. got the shit, your shit rocked by a 60 plus year old man. And you're scared that fucking Persephone's going to come back. You're right. You know what I would be scared of? I'm not coming back because you're a giant fucking sagging vagina. Like, he's... He's sitting here pouting with his puppies in a draw. This is like a 13-year-old drama queen moment I would have had. I just was like, like, I was just like, what is, oh my God, enough in this book right now. I was like, I'm, I'm so, I texted Hallie after I finished this and I was like, I can't even tell you (laughs) because if I do, it will open up a vault of issues and we will be (laughs) all issues issues with this book. And I will not be in a good spot. <sighs> okay. So she does come back. Yeah. And she is like, bitch, it's fine. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was so... Un- oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. We have to talk about Persephone coming back, though. She's like... <laughs> She's got a power suit. And I love it. I love a good power suit. She gets ready. Demeter comes back and she, like, gives also... Guys, I'm so sorry. If you hear all my dogs, they decided that they needed to, like, scratch and stretch right now. So then she's like... <laughs> In the mirror, talking to Demeter, they get dressed, and then she's like, you need to go. You need to go, like, go be with him, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Everything's taken care of. But you need to keep your end of the deal. He better be there for our fucking thing tonight. Six events. Yeah, six events throughout the season or whatever. And Persephone comes back, and she has wide leg pants on, black pants, and then she has a dark blood red shirt shirt on. I literally was like... (laughs) They're so dramatic. It's the drama because now she's like, okay, now I'm going to be me. No more sunny, Miss Nice Girl. <laughs> yeah. I am the dog. I brought goddess. out the wide legs. 
<laughs> I do love a good power scene. I was. I was just like, oh my God. Like, please. No, like the end drama was like, oh my God. Like, Am I in a soap opera now? I'm well, just confused. it's just so stupid. So then, like you said, Persephone comes back. You already sees it's like, go get your man, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like that sad. Okay. <laughs> like that. Fucking- oh, you mean the child in the corner <laughs> crying to his puppies? <laughs> you mean the fucking vagina? Sitting <laughs> That's my man. That is my man. Get Look at my man. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> oh, I hated it so much. I would literally be like the girl in the Incredibles, like slapping it. The like, vault, stop it. The vault is open. Like, yeah, I am just, I can't even, I can't even hold it back. It is so fucking stupid. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't. I don't. Well, then it like continues. Like, basically, she's like, I feel at home. And he's like, huh? And she's like, I feel home at here, Hades. Like, how many times have I spelled it? It's like, I can't he's like, you, oh, right now. Okay, well, will you move like, I'm in? I'm staying. And he's like, are you really? Will you move in? And she was like, yeah. Bitch, I've already was- been here for like fucking six weeks. I live here yeah, now. Sure. So, no, so then it rides to the press conference. And I wouldn't even talk about the press conference. It's whatever. But I do have to go off our Hades rant. In the press conference, He's, like, freaking out over the media. And so, like, Persephone is, like, a being his, like, guardian here. And he's, like, I'll handle the media. It's fine. And he's, like, oh, my God, the big bad Persephone having my back. It's, like, can you grow a pair? Where did your balls go? Literally, They're in Persephone's back pocket. It's also, like, are. fuck you, dude. Put on the persona of being the boogeyman. Can you just be cool? <laughs> For, like, one second. Actually, it's, like, I don't even need you to be bad or, like, this fucking Hades game. Can you just be chill? Like, yeah, can you just calm the fuck down. Can you please? just be like, yo, step back out of my face with the cameras? That's literally we what good. I did. That's it. And I literally have, they go to the press conference together officially as a couple. He asked her to move in the end. <laughs> it's literally how I feel about it. Okay, now you have to go to the epilogue really quick. Okay, I will. So finally, we go to the epilogue and they finally have their dais scene. And he takes her in to the room and everyone's watching finally and this is like a couple weeks later everyone's watching he kind of like ties her up doesn't he gives her a little bondage moment no he bends her over the chair that's right he bends her over the chair i was thinking of the other lady i'm sorry bends her over the I chair just like really flips up her skirt fucks her in front of everybody she's like oh my god and everyone loves it and then he's like all right folks that's the end of the show scoops her up and takes her back she's like i don't feel like whatever and hermes is <laughs> the best part about of it course. is hermes is like Woo, we love it. <laughs> yeah, the hype girl that she is. She's like, yeah, do it fucking again. Like that. Yeah, literally. And literally, that is the end of the book. I didn't understand why that needed to be done. I guess it was to finally say, like, Persephone has come full circle into her thing. I don't know. Something about the way Katie Robert used sex and voyeurism in this just like. I, the, no, it was really. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot for me. I'm not going to lie. It was like I a lot the in the sense. Yeah. But I, the whole like meaning behind it. I don't know. Something just like didn't sit with me on it. I'm just like, I feel like a wedding could have been nice. I don't know. Yeah, a wedding. Oh, I also thought she- Not even a wedding, no, 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 but like no, no, no. a damn good ass party. Remen, like, I don't know. Do you remember when he's talking about a son of a son? 
There, I highlighted it. Let's talk about that. Okay. I think what's going to happen is Hades' dad was not as innocent as Hades thinks. And nope. I think they also talk about Hercules. And I think Hades' dad had something to do with Hercules, like, being, like, leaving. Yep. And I think that's what sparked Zeus to go after him. Because he said, it's a son of a son of a son. So I think it was, like... I also thought... I think Hercules wanted to leave, and Hades helped Hercules leave. Zeus got pissed and was like, you took my son... You, like, helped my son escape me. So therefore, I'm going to come after your son, which is why he set the fire. But it was like everyone was involved. And I think that's where it came from. Yeah, that was it. That was my. That was Cerny my last says Hercules is alive, but is he or? Did Hades and kill like, him? what a we random thing to bring up. It was so like, oh my god, what? So, all right, that's that. I, I mean, think we've like hit on why we think this book was well, not that's a five star read. I was going to ask you for final thoughts, but I feel like we kind of just started. We gave all of our thoughts. Final story. Final thoughts. This is such an epic story, and I feel like it kind of deserved a little bit more. Um, I enjoyed the gender roles, which is I needed more background on Persephone and Hades. I needed to see the trauma Persephone went through. I needed to see why Hades was seen as a bad person because he's not at all. And the ending was such a big letdown for me. It just, like, okay. Again, though, I, it kept my attention. I enjoyed reading it. I do think I will pick up the rest of the series. Speaking of, Electric Idol, book two is out now. It's about Psyche and Eros. And Psyche, um, there is um, like full figure rep- representation in that book, which I'm really excited to read. Not like nobody writes about that. And so I'm really excited to read about that. Um, and Wicked Beauty, book three, which I'm actually more excited about, I think, is releasing June 7th. And it is Achilles. I'm going to say Patroclus. I don't know if that's right. And Helen of Troy. That was pretty close. Patroclus. That's right. It's those three is book three. Oh, my God. Helen of Troy. Like, give me that. Yeah. Yeah. So my final thoughts here for you, Taylor, is what was your spiciest moment? Um, my spiciest moment was when he, I think probably like when they fucked for the first, they fucked. Like the, the I said round, the first show. Yeah, yeah. The first show was probably spiciest. Uh, funniest moment. Funniest moment? Um, well, I got to make fun of him, so it was the end. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I said like anything with Hermes, I was like, oh, my yeah. Ass off. Anything with Hermes. Hermes is great. Hermes is the comedic relief you need in this book. Um, yeah. Most swoon worthy moment. Most swoon worthy was probably when they get the puppies. I just like that. Yeah. It was cute. A lot of the other stuff, like we talked about, just made me, there was like some. It just didn't make sense to me, so it was hard yeah. for me to be like, oh, my God, when he, like, you know, she's comforting him. I also did like the part where he was – she was comforting him, holding him, and only – I know it sounds weird to say holding him, but that's, like, a big thing with men. They don't really allow that. So yeah, I did think that soft. was kind of – yeah, it's kind of being soft. I like that. Yeah, I thought the whole – the part <laughs> after that when he says, you ruined me, so I'm returning the favor, that was a swoon-worthy moment for me. Yep. My biggest oh, shit moment. This book honestly didn't really have any big oh, shit moments. There could have been, but, you know, Zeus just clumsily fell out a window. <laughs> Um, was uh, probably like the slap when she slaps him. That was the biggest time I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't. Um... Or Demeter, like finding out Demeter 
was yeah, quite in game. That's what that I was thought. A that, big oh shit that was a big oh shit. And then yeah, that was really it. There's not really a many of oh shit moments. And I think it's because we know what happens in the story anyway. That's why. Yeah. Uh fan cast, we already talked about Hades. Persephone. Who'd you have as Persephone? Um, I couldn't decide. I'm gonna be really um, honest. I don't know if it's, I think I'm on a euphoria kick because I have Sydney Sweeney in my So head. I thought Sydney Sweeney and then I had because of how young she looked, that was one of them. And then I had like a weird, like maybe she was I just like I couldn't place her as twenty four, so I, I kept it was I kept having like Dakota Fanning's younger sister, like Elephant, oh, in my head because like she just acts like this nineteen year old little naive girl, and then but then as she moves forward, I'm like that doesn't make sense. I just like I couldn't I couldn't place her yeah. personality wise. That's all I have for my summaries. You want to wrap us up, Taylor? Yes. So, um, our next podcast will be. Our next book will be Two Fights by Nikki Castle, who we will also be having to join us to chat on the show. So, so we are so excited. It's our first author on. This is going to be so exciting. Um, we're going to read the new book, and we are going to just have a great time with her. So please join us on that. Um, as always, please follow us on social media. Um, on Instagram at let's talk about smutpodcast.com. I mean, let's talk at let's, what am I doing? Dot com. That's dot com. But it's just at let's talk about smut podcast on Instagram. Um, we have a TikTok. We're trying to figure that out, you know? So, like, you can follow us on it. It's the same thing, same handle. But, you know, just like, it's a struggle. Out if there. you know how to do TikTok, please, please come show us old ass women how to do it. I need a class. And then, um, you know, guys, thank you for listening. Seriously, if you literally have been here, for all of these episodes, that is insane. And we love it. We love our new listeners. Please rate us. Um, leave us, you know, a comment, DM us, rate leave a review. review. Please, please, please. Please. That's really what we, if anything, if you love us, please let us know in the DMs, but then like also like show your love. With if you hate us, like maybe don't leave me a one star. That would just be nice. If you if you don't <laughs> like us, please DM us and we can talk about it. Don't touch our ratings. Yes. <laughs> yeah, please don't take my ratings. But, but other than that, um, yeah, we're really excited for the next episode, and we hope you guys enjoyed this. Talk to you soon. I love you. Bye.